so I took a bottle of wine and took a coffee cup because I was like, ooh, I have to, like, don't be suspicious kind of thing. Why? Uh, I don't know. Everyone was just walking around with their beers. Because, like, you could bring your coolers in. They don't give a fuck. It's a racetrack. Exactly. Well, you had to pay to get in. Which, they also didn't check any tickets, but also, like, the only way to get in was through the front gate. I'm surprised that they think that people would try to steal that. What? A show. It was a, not even a show. A, it was it's literally people who go to race their own cars. Oh. So we're not watching like other people. So it's like people who like like Aaron who like to do their car thing, and so then they take their cars and they go racing. Man, there's not. We need a mirror like right here. Why? There's always a mirror behind me. That's what I'm saying. So it's like old times. I need to be able to see myself when I'm recording to make sure I don't look stupid. <clears throat> Quick hint. You always do. <laughs> you always do. <laughs> Finger guns. <laughs> um, yeah, so the like they're amateur racers. So we're just like watching people go vroom, vroom, on the, the car. How many cars them. broke down? Uh, ooh, three. <laughs> I think it was three. Uh, and But what's, it sucks, apparently, because what they have to do is um, like sometimes they catch them before they break down. But there was one, two of them broke down like at the start, stop, or at the start line, um, and they had to like push them back right before they were about to start. Yeah, they had to push them back. How many cars are in line? A ton. They're like we got there around seven thirty or eight, and we stayed there until midnight. And it's only like a quarter mile track, so or the, that's how far they race. Is it um, drag racing? Kind of, yeah. Or like a loop de loop. It's it's a straight line. Oh, that's drag race. Drag racing, right? You sure? <laughs> drag racing. So they put on wigs. Yeah. And, and they're like a fancy blouse. Walk this runway. And then they get in the car and drive. Yeah. And they're like, oh, 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 oh. Strut. <laughs> Turn on the radio. It's only Taylor Dane. Oh my god! One of the tell it to my heart. <laughs> tell it to my heart. Tell me I'm the only one. Um. There was one motorcyclist that was wearing, like, a full bodysuit. Oh, no, no. There's motorcycle people there, too? There's motorcycles, too, yeah. So you could watch a death. Yeah. that's. I asked him if anyone's crashed. Because the, one of the first ones that I saw whenever we were, like, were first getting situated and sat down, Savannah and Aaron weren't paying attention. This guy span out so much at the beginning that he his car started, like, fishtailing. And he fishtailed so much that he looked like he was, like... And he still had his foot on the fucking gas pedal. So it looked like he was about to go right in the barrier before he was somehow able to correct himself and go straight. And I was like, what if he had just, like, launched himself right into the barrier? Like, what? I feel like you asked Aaron that. Has anyone died? And they're like, or has anyone gotten hurt doing this? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, they do, but, it, like, the most is, like, somebody's broken his back No, his answer was, we, they sign a waiver. <laughs> better. Even That's better. even better somehow. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, normally every single time we come, we have to sign a waiver, like, as... Uh, Patrons? As, like, guests, too. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> if, if a pickup truck comes barreling Hurling, through yes. the stands you can't blame <laughs> sorry <us. laughs> wow stupid uh yeah basically that um but there was so the those two that like had breakdowns at the start line or well i think only one of them technically broke down the other one had something happening to his car so i assume that there was like a fluid leaking out of it or something like that and like the lights had started as if this person was about to go and like one of the like 
people like right in the middle of the lights that were like monitoring everything saw the leaking and like stopped them and that was when i asked like okay what happens when that happens he's like they have to shut down the entire track and like clean it of everything and like respray like the friction material and all that stuff and he said it takes like 45 minutes so like it's not fun for anyone waiting in line and the people watching because you have to sit there and wait for them to do all that stuff uh well it happened <laughs> because there was a car that like a truck that like was going and then all of a sudden i think it was it sounded like either the belt or the one of his tires that like wasn't working real well and so he's like going down and he had made it down like an eighth of a mile <clears throat> so half down halfway down the track and i started hearing noise and he just like slowly stopped and i was like that sucks so then they had like come and get a like tow truck and like pull him out and uh they had to redo the track they cleaned it off what is the friction material sand no they no that's the opposite sand would not cause any surface cause any friction sand yeah Sand would do the opposite. It's a, it's a sticky material to like make the tire stick down to the ground. I feel like sand would make it... Sand would create friction, but not enough friction. It would make you very slick. No, no, no. Have you ever driven through soft sand with your Jeep? Yes. And that's not good. You can't get any traction. <clears throat> um, I'm done with the car talk. <laughs> We can move on. Can we talk about gay stuff again? Yeah. Um, quick fact here. Uh, we can't make breakfast anymore, so I went to McDonald's for breakfast, but yeah. I also stopped at a gas station to get Red Bull. Guess who I saw there? I don't know what her name is, but I was wearing our spoopy podcast shirt, and she was like, I love that podcast. I was like, no, no way. Was it one of my friends? I don't know. Did one of your friends work at a gas station? No. Then I don't think so. <laughs> but she knows our podcast? Apparently. That's so awesome. So I was like, yeah, hey, girl. Or did she just She was like, like, I love that podcast. I was like. <laughs> did she know anything about it's it? It's my you, podcast, ask, bitch. Yeah, I was like, did you ask her any other information? No. I would have followed up like, oh, yeah, like, what is one of your favorite topics or something like that? See, I don't know if she was 100% true. Th that's what I was wondering if she was just saying that or if she thought it was a similar podcast that she had listened to previously. Maybe she was trying to flirt with me. Could have been all of these, all of the above. I honestly. I thought that was my phone. Every like, day. What? Nothing. It's okay. <gasps> it, it just like, it kept on distracting me because there was one of the lights that was like reflecting off of my key. And I was like, my phone is lit up. Someone's calling me. But my phone's over here. So I, I, I don't know. Anyways, flirting with you happens every day. Every, every day. Well, I assume that it happens to you every day because of your boyfriend. Because you have a boyfriend. And you live with your boyfriend. You think we flirt? Yes. <laughs> if you had a boyfriend, would you flirt with them? I don't feel like we flirt yeah. anymore. Maybe we do, and I just am not, wouldn't call it flirting. I think it's just being in love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's not flirting. Uh, okay, what would you constitute flirting? You tell him that he's cute. Isn't that flirting? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, if you flirting, would, <laughs> you would call this flirting. Please call in the RSV podcast now. <laughs> See, my interpretation of flirting is like, <laughs> like twisting your hair. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Okay, when did you ever do that? When every day of my life. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I get synthetic wigs. Oh my gosh! Two for a dollar. <laughs> for Change one dollar every fifteen minutes. Oh gosh! <laughs> and I call myself. Barbara or Karen. 
uh, okay, so, but I actually have a Karen wig, and I kind of actually really love it. Because um, it's like that typical like skunk-looking hair where it's like all blonde and then you turns You say like... that is a... Oh, I'm not thinking about the same one, then. I'm thinking of the gray one. Oh, no, I haven't shown you the Karen wig. I, haven't, I don't think I've ever worn it. I love it, though. Oh, my God. What is your go-to Karen song, then? I haven't done a Karen song yet. What you should do is I, I, splice in the calm down. Calm down. I uh, know. I really, I really wanted to, um, but uh, the only time that I've ever worn the wig, like actually doing like kind of drag, was when I played Joanne the Scammer for Halloween one year, last year. Joanne the Scammer. Honestly, truly. Honestly, truly. I. That's all I said all night. Honestly. I'd like. Truly. It's over. It's canceled. <laughs> Smoked some weed and you were like, it's not even fucking loud. <laughs> I, I didn't watch enough of her videos, which I should have done to like actually understand her. But, I mean, I had enough quotes, the three quotes that I used, that people, it, got, it. people got it. So that's all that mattered. Me and my because friend. I had, like, the messy, like, red lipstick that was just, like, overdrawn, uh, the wig, and then eyeliner. That's all. I, and then, like, a fur coat. And a beard. <clears throat> and my beard, yeah. <laughs> it was the easiest costume. It's so good. Yeah. I love Joanne the Scammer. Yeah. And the wig. I think, I think I paid all together, because um, I borrowed the, the fur jacket, bought the wig for, I think it was, like, $10. Um, and already had red lipstick and uh, a ter- terrible red lipstick and terrible eyeliner from Dixie. So, well, we I had mean, that. That's all your skill. Yeah, you can't attribute that to the yeah. makeup. Oh, that and then I had the you. the black bodysuit too. I wore the black bodysuit from whenever I did the um, when you're good to mama. Yeah, the dominatrix one uh, that I wore underneath that. I don't know why I did that, but I did. I still don't understand why they didn't like that. Well, me neither. <laughs> I I don't get how they didn't get it. Like. The whole, if you listen to the song, I mean, I understand that the Broadway song was that they were in jail. But when you're talking about a dominatrix and you're saying, when you're good to mama, like, there's some sexual notes behind that. No? Is that just me? What did they want? You to have, like, a baby? Like, I don't oh, fucking know. Good to mama. Yeah. I have no idea. No idea. But whatever. It's all in the past. We're not bitter. I'm bitter. Uh, I'm oh, hun- okay. Hundo, uh, hundo P. Bitter. Wow. Uh. Are you still typing your fucking I'm notes? I'm saving it. <laughs> For Christ's sake. I was saving it to make sure that I didn't like exit out of it on accident. Yes, bitch. <laughs> Sorry I'm late, but I'm here. I also love that <laughs> we're supposed to start at 7. It's like 8.30. Exactly. <laughs> well, absolutely. We're recording in uh, my new house. <clears throat> yes. It's in my so new cute. house with wood walls. I love it. It's very murdery. Right um, now, but even last night, I thought I heard gunshots. Okay, but I think it might have been fireworks. But it was like right out in front of the house. Yeah, that happened to me the other night as well. I, sorry, um, the other night as well. I, like I was just getting to bed after a storm had just come through, maybe, um, and I heard like three loud shots. That sounded. It almost sounded like a paintball gun. And I was like, and it sounded like right out front of her house. So I like Bailey ran and like yelped when because she was so scared, and ran to the uh, closet. And I went to go like look outside, and I was like, because you know I like to look out my windows. Mm-hmm. I got I got to I got to be an Nancy that's like, what's going on out there? What's happening? Uh, and so I'm like looking out there, and no, there was no other movement. There was nothing happening, and like people were just like driving their cars back. And I was like, so if someone got shot on the street, I would hope that someone would stop. Yeah. Question mark. I don't know. Well, Thomas was like, it's obviously fireworks. I was like, it's September 25th. What are they celebrating? I think this, this happened at the beginning of September as well. And I was like, I, it's, wh- why? What do you, what happened? 
Why? Is it somebody's birthday? Yeah. Do you guys Who, do, whose birthday whose are whose birthdays it? are it? <laughs> Anyways, I was like, it's September twenty fifth. Uh, and anyways. Fireworks are illegal in the city. <laughs> okay, bitch, this is fucking Houston. What the, you call the cops, the cops are like, we have a lot more important things to look at right now. Also, I'm lighting a firework as we speak. Yes. Just like, uh, I was the one who did that. I'm it is cop. my daughter's sweet 16 today, so that's me. Thank you. Well, that's what, like, I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had like seven different thoughts that just didn't go anywhere. (laughs) Not worth it, not worth it, not worth it, not worth it, not worth it. It's done. I was like, which joke am I going to go? Like flipping through my little Rolodex of hate here, uh, coined by uh, Bianca Del Rio. Rio. Um, But I was like, okay, what's next? No, no, no. Okay, you're it. <laughs> you're done. Like a bunch of pop-ups. <laughs> Command.xcx. <laughs> Stop responding. It's like whenever, okay. you, whenever you clicked on the wrong website, when you like back in the day when we were looking for porns. <laughs> you just won $3,000. Click like, here. Different things show me like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. And she's like trying to close out. Back to Google. Back to Google. Get out. Get out. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that. <laughs> LOL. That's what my brain was doing. It's like uh, you had to, it went blue screen. <laughs> <laughs> just fail. The blue screen of death. Oh no, uh, yeah, and it makes like that dong noise. Does that make sense? Oh, I like love the, those Windows ninety five sounds. Yeah, the classic sounds. I should make them like by ringtones, <laughs> like on the podcast. <laughs> Can we pause? <laughs> My favorite one is probably the Windows ninety five startup screen. It was like, Bring, boom, boom. I don't remember that. I'm gonna play it for you. Okay, uh, I'm just remembering like the. Like maybe Windows ninety eight sound that like got really loud, it was like, <laughs> like no, that's a good one. Because I remember like if you weren't ready for um re- ready for it and didn't know how lo- loud you'd let the speakers on, uh, it was always uh, a lot. Especially because I would wake up before my parents and I'd be like, I'm gonna go play video games. Like I'm gonna I'd, go play I'd, Oregon Trail. Exactly. I'd sneak downstairs and I'm, like, I'm gonna go play on the video games before all my brothers get up and blah blah blah. And it would play it because the speakers were super loud and I'm like. See, but that's your main problem is you should have turned the speakers up before you turn the computer on exactly. because that's something you used to be able to do. Yeah. Because the speakers used to be like... I don't remember that. That's Windows 95. I remember that. Windows 98 next. <laughs> that one next? Yeah. <laughs> Just so we can relive our childhoods. Because I think we had a Windows 98 up until like 2007. <laughs> That one. You know what that reminds me of? What? Let me find it for you. Is it the TH, THX from the movies? Close. That one's a good one, too. Because my dad, I remember, I, I specifically remember the THX ones from the movies because um, my dad used to, like, turn it all the way up. And it'd be like, <laughs> he just loved having the, the surround sound, so he wanted to, to make sure that we, we were ready for the movie, you know? This one. <clears throat> Oh, yes. That's from the PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2. That also, so I feel that like pain in my heart because the number of times I used to have to reset my fucking PS2 to get it working in the olden days. Because by that point, my brothers were playing the PS3 and like the other game systems. And I was like, all oh, my games are on PS2. Because I play Sims and Metropolis Mania <laughs> and like City Builder 4. Yeah, I'd be playing like the stupid ass games. Dynasty Warriors. That's, hey, that, that was a good game. I had on the Switch. 
It's really good. You know what I re-downloaded? What? That I still have, but it's on Steam. Mm -hmm. SimCity 4. Oh my god, I actually was thinking about downloading Sims 4. Uh, I have Sims 3. I never played Sims 3. You know, I'm not crazy about the new renditions of Sims. I had. I Sims actually 2. prefer Sims 2. See, I had the Sims 2 and I fucking loved it. Was it Sims 2? No, it was Sims 2. And maybe it's just that it doesn't work that well on my computer. Because was, that, was Sims 2 the one with the... The, uh... the newbies. And it was the first no, the time that you could switch uh, neighborhoods. Oh, I thought it was the, the traveling one. That was Sims That 3. was a uh, expansion pack. For Sims 2? Yes. Yes, okay, then that was the one I liked. Yes. Sims 2 was the first one where you had neighborhoods so you could build multiples. And yeah. then it was like, you can have pets now. Or yeah. you can go to the city. Yeah. I don't think I made it to the pets part. Because by that point, I think... It was, was just a different expansion pack. Yeah, I, that's what I mean. Because like, they didn't release all the expansion packs at one time. They like released them every, like what, four months? That They were like, here's a new expansion pack. Yeah. And like sometimes they'd be like, oh, there's a new expansion pack coming. But it was really just like new items. And like mm -hmm. there was nothing actually added on. I wish I came up with that fucking thing. I know. Sims... Yeah. In the early 2000s? Yeah. Bitch, money also, got the fucking the, nose. As, and also all the fucking expansion packs. Because you you paid, what, $70 for the fucking, like, Sims 2. And, and then, then 30 bucks for 30 the expansion. Exactly. And then, like, later, if you waited long enough, they would put the expansion packs together and be like, $40 for, like, five expansion packs. It's like, why did I spend $40? Why did I spend $200 on four of them, five of them? And, and now my computer's broke. Exactly. <laughs> now my computer can't handle it. Yes, precisely. Precisely. Why don't you tell me about Baked Bones? I will. Uh, I'm going to tell you about our sponsor, Baked Bones. Do it! Uh, hey, Spencer, let me ask you a question. Um, wait. I wasn't ready. Okay, now go. Okay. Uh, does 2020 have you feeling spoopy? Uh, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Same. Uh, are our listeners feeling anxious lately, especially when we start to witch cackle? <laughs> <laughs> well, did you know that your dog can pick up on those feelings? Don't worry. Our sponsor, Baked Bones, is here to help. Their dogs are made from organic, all-natural, human-grade human ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, and their products are here to provide you peace of mind and relief to your anxious pup. And hey, you can even use code SPOOPY15, Spoopy 15. to get 15% off of your bag of delicious treats or hemp oil tincture today. Check out their Instagram at BakeBones or their website at BakeBones.com to find out more information and reviews on how they've been helping out other dogs, too. Uh, also, you can get it um, if you're at Man Ready Mercantile. Yeah, Man Ready Mercantile here, here. in the height, the Houston Heights area, or if you're in Austin, head on down to South Congress. They've exactly. got them there too. Man Ready Mercantile's got baked bones. If you don't want to wait for them to be delivered to you, so they got that on the shelves, ready to go. I mean, they deliver them super quick, but mm -hmm. you're in a pinch. Yeah, head on down to Man Ready. Exactly. Absolutely. I want to talk to you about something that maybe involves dogs, too. It absolutely it involves absolutely dogs. It absolutely does. Yes. Um, do you want a clean pet without all the hassle? Packing up Fido in the car and driving them all over town is a chore that many of us ups pet owners... Whoa. Us and pet went together and it was upset us. for me. Uh, us pet owners are rarely enjoy doing. What if instead you could have had have the groomer come straight to you? With Aussie Pet Mobile of River Oaks, you, you can! can! Aussie Pet Mobile has spacious, custom-designed mobile units with all the luxuries of the salon. AC, heat, electricity, and water. No hookups needed. And they never use kennel dryers or harsh chemicals during the grooming process. Their vans ensure that your groomer has the ability to take care of all of your pet's needs, including hair care to paw care and everything in between. They even offer special services such as de-shedding treatments, whitening treatments, hair styling, Dead Sea mud baths, dark color enhancing treatments, and facials. Their groomers are trained and certified and will pamper your pet with a personal 100% cage-free one-on-one experience all in the comfort of your own driveway, which I now have. Mm -hmm. Or 
if you live in an apartment in the alley. Exactly. Uh, you know what or else? Or if you live in my townhome complex right in front of your neighbor's garage. Sorry, that's, hey. that's some bitterness. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know what else Aussie Pet Mobile groomers are trained on? Good social distancing practices. (laughs) Make your appointment and be sure to ask about our contact-free pet grooming service. Aussie Pet Mobile. Woof. Oh, we forgot to say that for big phones. Big phones. Yum. Woof. Yum. (laughs) Yum. Woof. Woof. All of the above. Uh, Well, do you want to just jump into some spoopy things? I, you know, no. First, I'd like to talk about a theory of relativity. Okay. Do you think that my Aunt Barb is actually my relative? I think so. She is. <gasps> Perfect. I meant to ask you this earlier this week, but I didn't want to scare you. But now I can since it doesn't matter. Uh, were you afraid whenever Hurricane Teddy was heading up to St. John? No, because there it's not as bad uh, when it heads up into the... the it, I mean, it's still a, a windstorm, yeah. but it's not like what we get down here. Uh, specifically in St. John because Nova Scotia is basically a buffer. Yeah. So it's bad in Nova Scotia. <laughs> it's a poor Nova Scotia, but but I don't know. I don't know anyone that lives there. So, <laughs> well, because Nova Scotia is like a super wide Galveston <laughs> island. Yeah, so it just crosses that, and it's like, well, the hurricane's dead now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because originally, like, it was going by Bermuda. I also love the, my favorite was whenever there's a hurricane just out in the middle of nowhere and just stays out there, and I'm like, okay, you're just doing, you're just churning the you're most just out, doing the hurricane, just hanging out there. Because it was a Category 4 that was just hanging out over there. And I'm sure Bermuda was like, fuck. Because it was like going by Bermuda, which I didn't ever realize that Bermuda was that far north. I literally thought that it was like down, like. No, it's like, what, Virginia style? Yes. (laughs) It's like over by the Carolinas. Like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um I'm sure Which Bermuda- makes it seem like it's even a better climate. Yeah, <laughs> in the summer you're just like hanging out there. <laughs> it's not hot, and I don't think it gets cold either. It's kind of like Hawaii, because Hawaii is—I mean, even though so they're on closer to the Atlantic where it's still warm. Hawaii is in the warm, warm. Um, the Hawaii, Hawaii is out in the Pacific, and Pacific Ocean's pretty much always cold. So, who knows? Hmm. Anyways, <laughs> besides the point. Um, do you remember who went first last week? What are we talking about? I don't fucking even know. I don't remember. I talked about the Mothman. Wait, oh, I, I think you went first if it was the Mothman. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. We haven't done the Spoopy Podcast in like two weeks because we thought we recorded extra early Oh yeah, 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 and I wasn't yeah. gone. So here we are. <laughs> so does that mean I went first? I think you did. Oh, boy. What did I talk about? You talked about... Let me go look. Um, Something... <laughs> Very descriptive. Very, Thank you, girl. It was it. It taught me a lot, and it was interesting. And I was like, "Wow, that's oh my god, no, no that's way!" That's really really cool. And I was like, "Wow," you know. I don't even fucking know what I talked about. Did I even save my notes? That would not be great. <laughs> I guess you're not really looking back at them, but you might. Uh, well, I'm gonna go first. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, this week I'm gonna talk about. Jennifer Pan. Ooh. Have you ever heard of Jennifer Pan? Yeah, I talked about her already. No, you didn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did I scare you? No. <laughs> okay. Because I know that you know, mm. Shut the fuck just up. Like I, just like you talked about Elisa Lamb. I literally did literally. talk about Elisa Lamb. I literally did. You did not. Literally. Wrong. Wrong. Um, consequently, this is also an uh, Asian-Canadian woman. There we go. <laughs> did you... Did you know that? No, I mean you just said it. Now. It's an Asian Canadian woman. It was, there you go. 
Uh, Jennifer Pan was born in Toronto, Ontario in June mm-hmm. of 1986 okay. uh, to Bik Ha Pan and Hui Han Pan, both immigrants to Canada. Han moved to Canada in 1979 as a political refugee. Bick also immigrated as a refugee. They were married in Canada and lived in Scarborough, Ontario. The Pans worked at the Magna International and Auto Parts Manufacturer in Aurora, Aurora, Ontario. Han worked as a tool and die maker while Bick made car parts. The couple were very hardworking and persistent. Um, They had two children. So they had Jennifer and a younger brother named Felix. Uh, the parents were very focused heavily on their children, ensuring that they had the upbringing and opportunities that they had missed out on in their youth. Han and Bick were very astute, and their funds had uh, they had saved enough funds to purchase a two hundred thousand dollar house, mm-hmm. uh, a Lexus, a Mercedes. Um, oh, sorry, no, they they had two hundred thousand dollars in savings. They had a Lexus, a Mercedes, and in two thousand and four, they saved enough to purchase a large home in Markham, Ontario. Lord. <laughs> They uh, worked their asses off to get that money. They worked their asses <laughs> off. Uh, Jennifer's parents were very expectant of their children. Uh, they were expected to excel at whatever they did. Jennifer was made to take piano lessons starting at age four, okay. uh, as well as figure skating. She had hopes of becoming an Olympic figure skater until she tore a ligament in her knee. Oh, that sucks. Uh, Jennifer attended Mary Ward Catholic Secondary School, where she played the flute. Oh, look at her. Uh, growing up, Jennifer's childhood friends described her parents as classic tiger parents. What does that mean? Is that a uh, racist term? No, I think that's a term that's maybe used in the Asian community. Yeah. As like a parent that's like a, a helicopter parent. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bick was compliant with the parenting strategy, but strategy. Tragedy. But strategy. <laughs> It's such a strategy. It's such a strategy. Um, but Han was the uh, purveyor of the style of parenting. Okay. The Pans would pick up Jennifer after school and monitored her activities closely. They didn't permit her to date, attend parties, or dances, fearing that it would distract from her academics. Damn, they were hard. We all knew we, a yeah, Jennifer yeah, Pan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, despite her parents' high expectations, Jennifer received somewhat average grades, 70s, mm-hmm. except in music, where she excelled. Multiple attempts, uh, multiple times, she forged her report cards using false templates to show her parents that she was receiving straight A's. Well, if they were this hard on her, what? Did, what? How would they not know these things? I don't. I, they I don't trusted know. her. Yeah, I guess. Guess so. Um, when Jennifer failed calculus in her senior year of high school, the university that she had planned on attending rescinded her early ab- admission. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, she didn't want to be seen as a failure, so she lied. She pretended to her parents and friends that she was attending university. Ooh. What was it? what? My question for these things is, like, what is your backup plan? Like, if these things go wrong. Like, I don't know. I, like, what? What's your contingency plan? What are you planning on doing if they find out, like, oh, she's not going to university? Or if you're doing this, are you still planning on going to university? And, like, you, I don't, I don't know. I think she's thinking, like, short term, like, a week ahead. Yeah. We don't worry about anything besides that. Yeah. I can see that. Um, uh, in reality, she sat in cafes and taught as a piano instructor. And worked so in, she was making money. Well, she was making some money. Yeah. She also worked in restaurants to earn money. Um, in order to maintain the charade, Jennifer told her parents that she re- had received scholarships. 
later claiming that she had been accepted into the pharmacology program at the University of Toronto. Okay, so she's just going deeper, isn't she? she? Just digging that hole deeper. I would have said something like, okay, I'm, I'm starting with general studies right now, so I'm just taking a bunch of just, like, random-ass classes. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Oh, just leaving? Just going? Just going for it? Yeah. Just... Uh, just taking a taking a jaunt. Oh, sure. Why not? You're already up. Just just, it's been a stressful Saturday. I have to be up at seven o'clock tomorrow. I have to work. Look at me. I'm I a have working to be at man. Now. Seven o'clock tomorrow because it's going to be light in that room when I wake up. Oh my up. god. Yeah. <clears throat> uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she even purchased textbooks, uh-huh. used textbooks, and began watching videos about pharmacology in order to create notebooks full of notes so that she could show her parents. It's almost like she maybe should have just gone Done it. to school. Seems like it would have been a lot uh, easier. Yeah. Uh, of course, you're not lying. Mm-hmm. And you've done all the work for it. Yep. So... You might as well just go ahead and learn it and figure it out from there. That, that's... I'm just taking a, a wild guess here that it might be easier that uh, instead of just taking random notes, maybe you should just uh, find a way into university or just say that you weren't in university and get into it later. Because, like, especially with helicopter parents like that, uh, I'm sure they would still want to help her get into university. What are they going to do? Abandon her and be like, well, getting into university. Sorry. Like, well, maybe. But <laughs> Well, I mean, it dep- I mean, we don't know anybody's parents. That's true. But she's already gone so far down the rabbit hole. Yeah. To, to taking that step to be like, hey, everything that you thought it was wrong. All a lie. Yeah. Well, I've told you the story about my... Uh, I won't say it on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I think I've already said it on this podcast, but whatever. <laughs> Yellow. What a terrible, terrible person. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> mm. Um... Jennifer also asked her parents to stay with a friend near campus, while in reality, she was staying with her high school boyfriend in Ajax, Ontario. So she wasn't even in at the university that she was supposed to be at? Like, in the same town? Um, I, University of Toronto is all over Toronto. Oh. Ajax is like a... Ajax is like... Suburb. Pearland. Okay. Um... After pretending to complete her degree, Jennifer told so this her went on for at least four years. Four years, uh huh. So she didn't have a plan. She didn't have any plan to like actually get into university in any way. No. Wow. Um. After yeah, her Jennifer told her parents that she had started working as a volunteer at the hospital hospital for sick children. Uh, Han and Vic became suspicious when they realized she had no hospital badge or uniform. And on one occasion, Bick followed her... Was she still living with him? Yes. Oh, my God. That's even harder to keep up the charade. Mm Mm-hmm. Lord. Bick followed her daughter to work. After asking employees about her daughter and discovering that no one had heard of her, they had a a fallout. Wait, so the the child was driving to... Or, I'm sorry, Jennifer was driving to the hospital, even though she wasn't actually working there? Yeah. And then she would, like, go to a restaurant and get on her phone or laptop or something what the fuck yeah when was this 2004 oh, wow. no 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 2010 oh well both of our stories are about the same time frame wow yeah crazy 
Anyways, continue. Is this Elisa Lam again? Yeah, I'm just doing it again. <laughs> Started over. Um, so after discovering this, Han wanted to throw Jennifer out of the house, but her mother persuaded him to allow her to stay, as she had not completed high school due to failing calculus. She eventually, eventually began Wait. work. I mean, I know that she failed calculus, but she didn't even finish. She did not even she, graduate high school. Oh, my God. Um, so she began working to finish so her high school. That's why she couldn't go into to university, because she didn't finish fucking high school. Yep. Oh, my Lord. Uh, after finishing high school, she was encouraged by her parents to apply to university. She was, however, forbidden to contact Wong, her boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, except to go anywhere or, or go anywhere except to her piano teaching job. I would have allowed that. I would have done the same exact thing, especially if you lied to me for four fucking years, and especially if I was maybe potentially assisting you in paying for any of these things. Because, I mean, my my yes. own – I can't say that. I'm not going to say it on this podcast again. It's stupid. Uh, but I know. But, I mean, it's the same situ- – similar situation. So it's like you can't not be – that's four years of stealing your parents' money potentially. Like, what? Okay. Anyways. <laughs> I bet it gets worse. It's, it, it, it gets this, much worse. This is our RSVP podcast, so of course it's going to get worse. Yeah, what did you think? I'm just going to bring a story about yeah, a girl lying to her parents. didn't go to college. Oh, no. That's scary. So scandalous. <laughs> um, so by the time that Jennifer was 24, Wong had grown very weary of trying to pursue a relationship with her. Her boyfriend was like, I don't, I'm done with you. Because he can't do anything with her. Yeah. Um. As Jennifer was so daunted and restricted by her parents, she lived at home, but only met him in secret. Wong began to date another woman, who he soon fell in love with. Oh, boy. Pan quickly invented a new story and told Wong that a man had entered her house, showing what appeared to be a police badge. She then told him that several men had rushed in and gang-raped her. Wait, who Wait, who said this? Jennifer. Jennifer, okay. Was telling her boyfriend this. Uh, after this, she insisted that a bullet was mailed to her, telling Wong that was it was sent from his new girlfriend. Oh, my God. Even uh, though he was, so she, he wasn't technically dating Jennifer anymore. Yes. But she thought that she was. No, she was doing this, she was like, to get him back. Oh. Okay. Because that's what you do. Yeah. Invent a story about Oh my god, girlfriend. someone just gang raped me and you sent me a bullet and it's because you were a new girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Um, in spring of 2010, Pan was in contact with Andrew Montemayor a high school friend who she claims had boast, had boasted in their high school years about robbing people at knife point, an assertion denied by Montemayor. Montemayor introduced her to Ricardo Duncan, a, quote, goth kid who Pam gave $1,500 to kill her father in a parking lot at his workplace. Holy Dun- shit! Mm-hmm. Duncan says that once she gave him $200 for a night out, but then he returned it. After that, he rebuffed her when she asked him to kill her parents. Pan and Wong were back in contact at this time, according to the police. They came up with a plan to hire a professional hitman for $10,000 to kill her parents. Calculating that she would inherit $500,000, they planned to move in together. Wong To the house that she was going to have them murdered in. I think they were going to sell the house and move somewhere okay. else. Um, Wong connected Pan with a man, Lenford Crawford. Lenford Roy Crawford, uh, a Jamaican-born person who he called ho he called homeboy, and gave her a SIM card and an iPhone so that she could contact Crawford without using her usual cell phone. Crawford contacted another man named Eric Sniper Cardi, who in turn contacted Montreal-born David 
Mile Vaganan. It's not French. Okay. Um, Even though you try and make every single fucking word French, you didn't make that one French. M-Y-L-V-A-G-A-N-A-M. That is not French. I didn't follow anything. You just That's said. like Greek. Mile Vaganum. Greek. Um, previously lived in Rexdale, Toronto. Um, at the time, he did not okay, have so a... Okay, so let me go through this event here. So she contacted this, this... Someone from high school said, kill my parents. He was like, no. Contacted another person from high school who... Was, she she gave $200, and she was like, kill my parents. And she, he was like, no. no. And now he, the boyfriend, has contacted an actual hitman. Yeah, who then gave her a, a phone to contact someone. No, he's con- he gave her a phone to contact the actual hitman. Okay. And the hitman found two other guys to help him. Okay, gotcha. Um, Crawford lived in Brampton, and Myel Vaganam lived in Toronto, while Cardi, who previously lived in Rexdale... Did not have a fixed residence. The Crown stated that Mile Vaganem was one of the hitmen. Carter Cardi was later found responsible for an unrelated murder, and journalist Grimaldi stated that Cardi was a repeat violent offender. Murder took place at the Pan House in Unionville neighborhood in Markham, Ontario, on November 8, 2010. Oh Pan unlocked the front door of the family home when she went to bed, then spoke to the phone to uh, Mile Vaganem. Shortly afterwards, Malvaganem and the two other people entered the home and un- through the unlocked front door, all carrying guns. In the court testimony, the Crown did not establish the identity of the other two hitmen. Wong and Crawford were at work. Cardi stated that he was the driver for those who broke into the house and that they had selected him and was involved in plotting the attack. He did not state that he was one of the three that had directly attacked her parents. Gotcha. Grimaldi stated the... Wait, so now there's four. There's a driver. Four. Yeah. In the house, from the actual three. recollections, there's three. Okay. But Cardi says that he was not in the house. He was a driver only. Okay, sure. Which, yeah. But you're sure, still girl. involved. Yeah. Grimaldi stated that the identi- identity of the trigger person also remains unknown. After demanding all the money in the house and ransacking the main bedroom, the three men took Bick and Han to the basement where they shot them multiple times. Bick was killed, but Han would survive his wounds. The three men took the cash that was in the house, including $2,000 that Pan had left. Pan claimed they tied her up, but she had managed to free her hands and dial 911. Han Pan was treated... Wait, so Bick was dying and she still dialed 911? Or Canadian 911? 911. Same, same thing. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. They said that they took, she said in her testimonies, which are a wild thing to watch. Yeah. Uh, she said that they took her dad and her mom down to the basement, and the mom was like, bring my daughter. Please let me have my daughter. And they were like, no. And so they left her upstairs. Yeah. She's just upstairs while they're all just in the basement. Just hanging out while they're down there. Yeah. And so then... Uh, she heard her mother scream and her dad grunt. And uh, then they left. And she had managed to have her phone in her back pocket. She pulled it out and could call dial 911. The Jennifer? Yes. Okay. And some uh, they they did like reenactments in, in the police station. And she, she was actually able to do it. Yeah. But only because she said that it was in this pocket and she knew that she could get into it and call. Yeah. Um, so she dials 911. Um, as she's dialing 911, 
her dad runs out of the basement. He's not dead. And she's like, fuck. Well, she's like, 911, they killed my parents. And then she's like, she hears yelling. She's like, hello, what? Dad? And then she says something in Vietnamese. Uh-huh. And the lady on 911 is like, what's, what's happening? Uh-huh. And she's like, uh, 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 we need police and ambulance. Because <laughs> so, then she had, she made that realization that she was like, uh, you can't do that in this sorry, house. I'm not ready for that I yet. Noise, sorry. I do that everywhere I go. This is a new place. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're done here. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast is over. Um. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm only shaking a little bit. So. Hand <laughs> uh, Pan was treated at the Markham Stufill Hospital before moving to a trauma unit in Sunnybrook Hospital in Toronto by aircraft, but he did survive. They told you I'm hearing stuff. Okay. Well, I'm going to pause this because you're freaking me out. It's a car door. Uh, you were talking about uh, the 911 call and uh, Han coming out and he, oh, he got lifelighted. Yeah, he was lifelighted. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so after the evening of the murder. Do you see <laughs> this? hair is that? I don't know. And how is it stuck inside of the microphone? It's mine. I don't think your hair is that long. It is. Where? What? actually there have been plenty of times that i like have like trimmed my beard and there'll just be like one hair that's like sticking way out there i'm like you little fucker yeah on the side of my arms Uh there's like some really long black hair yeah that's why i shave like right up here because like i just get like these random shave your arms i shave like up here because i don't have because it it doesn't do this up here It's, it's just, just like, like one or two. It's just like a, a few like really long hairs that are and like they're much darker than the hair. So mm-hmm. I'm like, why? So I just shave it. Why don't you just pull them out? I could. There's there's more than just like one or two. There's quite a few. Oh, mine's like four or five. But it's not like this. Two. So I'm like, okay, I can't like depilitate. <laughs> that would hurt a lot if I was just like pulling them out all the time. Yeah. Anyways, we'd be desensitized. Desensitized. Anyways, after the murder, Pan (laughs) (laughs) underwent her first interview with the police. Pan was arrested on November 22nd during her third interview. She ended up being arrested? So they thought she suspected her. Well, because she was, like, crazy in these interviews. Yeah, because she realized that she, like, like, her plan went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So they were like, tell us about the event. She's like... (laughs) I'm just so nervous. And they were like, why? <laughs> Shouldn't you be sad? Yeah. Like your mom just died. Yeah. She was like, and I just don't want to say something hospital. wrong. And they were like, these detectives that were interviewing her were like, A1 <laughs> detectives. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. Um, also, they all sounded like my dad. <laughs> so I was You're like, ah, like, oh, dad's <laughs> getting him. Oh, oh dad. good work, dad. <laughs> um, yeah, so she would just, like, they were, like, she'd say that um, the people stole $4,000 from him, her. And the next time they interviewed her, it was $2,000. Oh. Last so time, it was $200. She was just not even getting She like, wasn't her keeping story her story straight. straight. Oh, Lord. Um, so during the interview, Pan admitted that she hired serial killer or hired serial killers, hired killers, but she stated that she had hired them to kill her. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just kill yourself? kill yourself? I don't know. We and we don't. We don't. Yes. <laughs> you should call a national suicide hotline if you ever feel um, inclined so, to do that. But yes. Uh, but at the same time, I have to question why wouldn't she kill herself? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, no. The 
likelihood of somebody hiring somebody to kill them is minimal. Very small. <laughs> um, the interrogating police officer, Will Goats, falsely told Pan... What? I don't know. The way you said it, Will Goats. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. This is funny. Uh, falsely told Pan that he had a computer software that could analyze untruths in statements that were sat- <laughs> that there were satellites that used infrared technology to analyze movements inside of buildings in Canada. Police are illegally are legally allowed to lie to those who are they're interrogating in regards to evidence in the trial. Wait, hold on. What the fuck? He said that there's satellites looking at how many people are in the house. And what they're doing. In any house? In any anywhere? house in Canada. Who is this person? A Canadian detective. So he's admitting that there's people spying on people all the time in Canada. At least. You're allowed to lie. Police officers are allowed to lie. What? I'm missing something. I'm sorry. I'm being brain dead. What the fuck happened? This guy says that there's people who are tracking you inside your house. Yes. But... Police officers in Canada are allowed to lie to witnesses. Why? It's the rule. Who's... Okay. (laughs) So, perhaps it is true, but most likely it's just a lie. Oh. That the interrogator told her because he knew that she knew more than she was letting on. Oh, gotcha. So he was like, there's people who can monitor these things. You have to tell us the truth. Well, we'll know if you're lying. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, so you might as well tell us the truth now. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Now I understand what you're saying. So he he said he said that there was someone who could track could track what was happening inside their house, and he was allowed to lie about that because in Canada you're allowed to lie about that. Now yes. I understand. Okay, got it. Sorry, I just was not pairing the things that you had just said together, and I was like, what? <laughs> that didn't make any sense. But okay, we got it. We're yep. there. We did it. Uh, Melvaganem was arrested at the Jane Finch Mall in North York, Toronto, Ontario, on April fourteenth, two thousand eleven. Cardi was arrested at the prison he was held in, uh, Maplehurst Correctional Complex in Milton, Ontario, on April 15th, and Wong was arrested on April 26, 2011, at his place of employment. Crawford was the final suspect arrested, entering custody on May 4th, 2011, in Brampton, Ontario. So she gave everyone's details away. Yeah. The trial of Pan and her accomplices began on March 19th, 2014, in Newmarket, Ontario, and continued for 10 months. All pled not guilty to the charges of first-degree murder, attempted murder, and conspiracy to commit murder. At the trial, New York... York... Why do I see York and I'm like... New York! There's got to be a new in front of it. (laughs) York Regional Police evidence included exhaustive tracking of the mobile device movements and text message traffic, including over 100 messages between Pan and Wong in the six hours before the killing. Further evidence centered around the atypical nature of the break-in robbery shootings and irregularities in Pan's testimonies. Pan's obsession with Wong, her lack of true emotion and a confession regarding the attack, and recognition of the trauma she underwent also were detailed. So while she was being interrogated, she was like, my parents expected me to be perfect. They thought I would be perfect. That's why I just couldn't handle the pressure. I couldn't take it. Was she trying to, so she was trying to create like a, a reason for what yes. she was doing and th- that's what like whenever she was whenever we were talking about this originally i was like are we gonna get like a whole idea that she was like a prisoner in her own home kind of thing yes and here we are mm-hmm. so i was absolutely right with the idea that that was where this was well going. this girl is just like a how can i one get the attention off of me yeah 
to make sure that it's quote not my fault. Yes, and escape, she'll she do needs any she'll single yeah. thing to do it. Yeah, she will lie about going to university it, for four years to do ca- it. The case also reminds me, just it doesn't involve a child. It reminds me of Casey Anthony, like hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna lie about these things because I don't need to. Like I don't need to be like I. I can believe these things so deeply that that's all that matters. If that makes sense. The only thing that's different is Casey Anthony was a better liar. Exactly. Yeah. Surprisingly. <laughs> hmm. Call back. If you want to listen to what was it? Was that still season one? No, that was season two, wasn't it? No, I think it was season one. Okay. One of the last ones. Um, so an irregularity uh, that was a major irregularity was that Pan was not assaulted, blindfolded, or taken to the basement, nor shot, leaving behind an eyewitness to the attack. Evidence from Han, who her father was still alive, uh, differed greatly from Pan's version, also undermined her credibility, as did her inability to recreate the conditions of her 911 call when her hands were bound behind her back. So they dealt, they did it once, she got it. The second time, she forgot how she got her phone out of her pocket. <laughs> Hello? Stop. Uh... <laughs> Uh, the trial included over 200 exhibits and over 50 witnesses testifying at the trials. Wow. Pan, Wong, Milvaganam, and Crawford were all convicted on December 13th, 2014, and each received a life sentence with no chance of parole for 25 years. Originally, Cardi... Oh, no chance of parole for 25 years. Got mm-hmm. it. I thought you were saying life sentence for 25 years. Like, that's not a life sentence. No. <laughs> that's 25 years in prison. Life sentence with... Chance of parole in 25 years is one of the harshest in Canada, I think. Wow. Um, uh, there's only one worse. is no chance of parole. Yeah. Um, originally, Cardi was tried because Canada's for- focused on uh, rehabilitation. rehabilitation. Yes. We learned that with the... Wait, have you done that one guy who ate someone on the bus? Uh, you never did him yet. I talked about it, didn't you, I? We've talked, I about, talked about it. About I, don't it. Think, and I think you've told me the story off the podcast. And I think actually you told me this story. It was one of the cases, one of the things that you told me that led up to us starting this podcast. Because you told it to me back whenever we worked together. Yeah, and I was like, but what? That's crazy. So maybe you should do that sometime. I probably should. Not in the next month because it's spoopy. It. Originally, Cardi was tried with the other perpetrators. Cardi's lawyer fell ill. So around the summer of 2014, his case was declared a mistrial. So he got away? Mm hmm. Well, not entirely. In December 2015, Cardi received an 18-year sentence after pleading guilty to conspiring to commit murder. But he he asserted that he was not one of the ones that murdered. murdered. He was like, I was there, but, but I, I didn't do sitting, it. I was just sitting in the car. No big deal. Uh, he will be eligible for, for, for parole after nine years. According to Cardi, he did not wish to subject Han Pan to another crimi- criminal trial. Jennifer Pan was sentenced to life with no chance of parole for 25 years after the murder of her mother and an attempted murder of her father. Pan's father and brother requested a court order that banned Jennifer Pan from contacting members of her surviving family. So basically her family was like, we don't want to fucking talk she's to dead. her. She's dead. Yeah. She's, mm-hmm. she's, not, she's not a part of us. Yep. That's awesome. I love that. Despite the objections of the defense lawyers, the judge filed the order. Pan was also barred from contacting Wong. As of tw- okay, so that's so much better than because remember whenever we the first, second episode that we talked about we talked about Jeffrey Dahmer and how the the dad was still like I still love my son I'm like your son ate people mm-hmm. he killed nineteen people and you st- like what 
Because he like, didn't try to eat him, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm... Um, as of 2016, Pan is serving her sentence at the Grand Valley Institution for Women in Kitchener, Ontario. Wong, previously held in Lindsay, Ontario, was at Collins Bay Institution in Kingston, um, as well as the others in different... Uh, oh, Malvaganem was in at the Atlantic Institution in Reynas, New Brunswick. Yeah, That's my home province. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, they're all still waiting for parole, um, except for... Uh, Cardi. Cardi, yeah. He died while awaiting. Uh, he died? Mm-hmm, yeah. How old was he? Um, I'm not sure. Didn't actually give his age. Because you said this happened in 2010, and I you said they were sentenced in 2013? Mm-hmm. Uh, he requested to go to a federal prison in Western Ontario or Western Canada or Atlanta, Canada, uh, but he was still held in the Millhaven Assessment Unit awaiting his trial or transfer to a federal prison. Uh, he did move to Kent, but he died in his prison cell in 2018. Did he, was it like by suicide or did he just die? I think he just died oh. of natural causes. Interesting. Uh, well, not crazy. Yeah. So she created a murder plot because she was like, I'm tired of my parents. Fuck that. Like, Oh my god. I just... You lived with your lies for five years, and it was so devastating to you that you were like, wow, having to admit my problems, and then like having to resolve my problems so that I have a better life, I caused me to hate my parents so much that I wanted them dead. Like, Or you're just willing to... You don't want to be bothered in the slightest that you're willing to murder your parents... Exactly. Who are just trying to better your life. Trying to help you. And I understand that, like, parents' love can be harsh sometimes, but, like, that they want you to do better. Especially, like, coming from a family of immigrants where they had to leave Vietnam, like, <laughs> yeah, to, to get away from persecution and death there. That they, like, want you to have a better life so badly that you kill them. Yep. She was our age. She is our age. A bit older than us, but yeah. Good. She's five, oh, years, five older years older than me. Yeah, you're right. Five years older. Because, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. But still, like, that's a, close to our age. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Um, Whoops. Whoops. Stop. Whoops. Uh, well, now it's my turn. Well, I need another white claw. Okay. Did you, you pause it? No. Okay. Well, then I... Yes, I need another white claw, but I'm going to go ahead and get started. Okay. Um, so, we're going to talk about today another topic. Uh, I wanted to continue, obviously, uh, I wanted to continue down my list of the worst crimes in different states that I've been following along on, uh, and I wanted to skip over quite a few to hit on Ohio. Uh, some of the ones that I skipped over are massive cases uh, that we plan to touch on next month for Spooky Month! Yeah, I'll take a lot. No, I don't want mine. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so this year, to set, yeah, no, no, I'm not sure. That's like me uh, not sitting down on margarita. <laughs> Hold on, I still have two sips. I have two sips. I'm not done. Uh, So this year, to celebrate the best month of our podcast, we're going to be touching on the biggest topics and cases imaginable to really get the spoopy feeling going. So we're really going to scare the fuck out of each other with some, like, fucking crazy shit. Uh, So if you have a topic that you think is big enough and scary enough, let us know ASAP at rspoopypodcast at gmail.com. Because, oh my goodness. What? This is for me only. Okay, why can't I have one? Do you want one? I had dinner this time, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I haven't. <laughs> oh. Do you know how close a jack-in-the-box is to this house? Is that a bad thing? Oh, my God! 
I saw a commercial before I came here because Savannah was playing Big Brother while I was finished my research, which was also why I was behind because I was watching. I don't even like Big Brother. Well, I don't even. I, I, I'm not a Big Brother fan. I don't hate it because it's obviously interesting enough for me to watch it uh, when Savannah plays it. I have to show you this fight between this Big Brother, uh, a gay guy on Big Brother, and this bitch. Is it Kevin? Do you watch Big Brother? No, I just watch dramatic reality television. Then it moments. was probably Kevin. No, was it the r- most recent one, Big Brother All Stars? No. Oh, okay. It was like Big Brother Twelve or something. Well, Kevin was Big Brother All Stars. It's from, not that. It's not Kevin. I promise. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, I was watching Big Brother and uh, not doing my research. Oh, oh, commercial. <coughs> Jack and the <coughs> Box. God. <coughs> One bubble went down the wrong way. Yeah. One bubble. We're just one. Um, they have spicy chicken strips at Jack in the Box right now. And I'm like, that sounds lit. When I was a child. When I was a young boy, my father took me into the city. I can't believe that was a song that people really liked. It I love that song. stupid song. This is it was a stupid song. Savannah, Savannah keeps watching these TikToks that are like, "You're an emo if you know more than or uh, if you know all uh, all but two of these songs." And she knows all of them. She's like, "I think I was an emo." I, I was. And uh, but see, I knew all the songs too, and I wasn't. I was. Like they were like Green Day songs, like Fall Out Boy, and like Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. You remember them? I One loved album. Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Yeah. And there was a bunch of. I mean, there was a. It was a bunch of songs. Also, there was one band that I used to listen to a lot whenever I was younger uh, that I realized, like, why did I listen to that, that group? Uh, Switchfoot. Do you remember Switchfoot? I loved, well, surprisingly Christian. Yes. Weirdly Christian. Weirdly Christian. But I loved it. Yeah, me too. Do you remember <clears throat> Hoobastank? Yes. Hoobastank. Hoobastank. Ah, uh, lit. So um, good. That's classic rock now. Yeah. <laughs> classic rock, exactly. Cheers. Cheers to your new home. Cheers to our new pod- podcast location. That's a, no, that's a normal size. That's a normal size. Uh, cheers to uh, starting Spoopy Month next, because this will come out uh, tomorrow, which will be the 27th. Um, and then we'll uh, the next podcast will be October 4th. So it'll be Spoopy Month. So there we go. And then I think we should probably go ahead and do five weeks of Spoopy Month, because the like we have... October 4th, October 11th, October 18th, and October 25th are actual Sundays in October. But then November 1st is a Sunday. So we should just do five weeks of Swooping Month and call, sure. it, call it a thing. Dia de los Muertos. So, yeah, exactly. So then, uh, so that means we've got, um, well, I did did the history of Halloween last year. So Halloween is All Hallows' Eve, and the next day is Hallows Halloween. Day. Yeah, so uh, there we go. Um, so it's a ghost that that makes sense to me you see um, that ho- hole in the wall up there full of ghosts well you said there's razor blades in the wall somewhere didn't you yeah in the office yeah <laughs> love that um haven't seen any ghosts yet still hoping though so fingers crossed thomas is like stop stop watching. <laughs> stop hoping that please we don't want that <laughs> um so today i'm going to be talking about the ariel castro kidnappings do you remember this i heard the name I don't remember this at all, which you think that I would remember because we they this all went down like while we were younger and then also when we were in college. So like you would think that we would remember this or I would remember this, but I don't. Um this is not the Loch Ness monster. 
Yeah. You promised me it would be the Loch Ness. Okay, but monster. I was also reading things out while I was finishing up my research here, and like he was a thousand dollars and a thousand years in jail and a hundred thousand dollars bond and other things like Where that. Where is the Loch Ness monster? <laughs> yeah, I actually did look up cryptos before. <laughs> yep. Um. Nope. Another one. Nope. Just that one. Nope. There's another one. There's a. Someone Don't know where it is. And right here. I, <laughs> Um, yeah, so I actually did look up, like, some cryptids, and I was going to do a swamp monster, and it didn't have enough information, so I got bored really quickly. Because I was like, okay, this is... <laughs> but you watched fucking racing for there was two the, and a half there hours? Was, there was even... Yes. <laughs> Shut up. It was four hours. Okay. But, um, uh, I was just like, okay, I need to, to get a topic. I need to do this. So I woke up for my second nap of the day, and I was like, okay, we need to... We need to get started. Uh, anyways, so we're going to talk about those uh, kidnappings here. Um, so let's dive right, dial right in. Uh, so Ariel was born on June 10th of 1960 in Douay, Yoko, uh, Yuaco, Puerto Rico. Oh. Douay, Yuaco, Yuaco, Yuaco. Let me see it. Y-A-U-C-O. Y-A-U-C-O. Yuaco. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Uh, so his parents divorced when he was young, and he moved to the United States mainland with his mother and three siblings to Pennsylvania before moving to Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Castro met his girlfriend, Grimelda. Uh, I love that name. A woman after my own heart. <laughs> Grimelda Figuera. Um, Figuara. Figuara? Figuaro. I don't know how to say it. Um, I don't, I'm not Italian. Um, after his family. not Italian. Yes, it is. What is it? F-I-G-U-E-R-O-A. Figura. Isn't that normally an Italian name? No, it's Spanish. Uh, the only time I've ever seen this name is someone that I know is Italian. Anyways. Well, preach queen. Back to my story. Uh, so after his family moved into a house across the street from the pond. Uh, from her family in, in <laughs> 1980s. In the 1980s. Um, so that means he was in his 20s uh, when he met her. Uh, so then they lived in, with both sets of their parents before moving into their own home. Uh, and then Grimelda's sister, Alita, is quoted with saying, all hell started breaking loose uh, when the couple moved into their house together. She claimed that Castro used to beat Grimelda, breaking her nose, ribs, and arms, and causing a blood clot in her brain that resulted in an inoperable tumor. Uh, I'm not certain that's exactly how tumors work. But I don't think that's how tumors work. Tumors normally are caused by um, cancer, can cancerous, it, your, cancerous cells. So a blood clot in your brain isn't going to cause cancerous cells, or normally. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm not either. I'm not a cancer scientist either. So, but I am a geneticist, and that's. I don't think that's exactly how that works. But who knows? Um, so then he threw her. He also claimed. Claim. It is also claimed that he threw her down a flight of stairs, cracking her skull. Uh, so in 1993, Castro was arrested for domestic violence, but was not indicted by a grand jury. First mistake, pal. <laughs> uh, Grimelda moved out in 1996 and got full custody of her four children. Uh, I love that it just was not mentioned in uh, Castro's history at all, um, that he had children with her. It was just like, yep, she left. Four children. <laughs> yep. Um, police assisted her in her move and even detained Castro again while she was moving, uh, but never pressed charges against him. Uh, Second mistake, pal. Uh, 
even after she left him, Castro still continued to threaten her and attack her. Uh, Grimelda filed charges in 2005, accusing him of inflicting multiple severe injuries on her and of frequently abducting their daughters. Uh, the court granted her a temporary restraining order against Castro, but it was dismissed a few months later. Third mistake, pal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, she died in April 2012 due to complications from her brain tumor. Uh, this is not really important about Castro's history, but I did find it funny, so I'm going to say it anyways. Uh, Castro worked as a bus driver for the Cleveland Metropolitan School District until he was fired for quote-unquote bad judgment. Uh, including making an illegal U-turn with children on his bus, uh, using how his... do you even U-turn a bus? I don't <laughs> fucking know. I'm I'm thinking like a big old school bus that like bitch how like a U-turn for a bus. I feel like is like a half Go a square turn going around the block. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, using his bus to go grocery shopping. Uh, leaving, hey, lots of space. Plenty of space for groceries. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Leaving a child on the bus while he went for lunch. And that was, that's the child's fault. <laughs> you literally could have sat in the restaurant with him. <laughs> and then leaving the bus unattended while he took, uh, took a nap at home. Right? Like, let me just take this bus and go to sleep real fast. But is it unattended or is it parked at his house? I think it's parked at his house, but, like, that's still not... Also, why wouldn't you just sleep on the bus? Thank you. Same. I would have just slept on the bus and someone would be like, hey, wake up. I'm like, oh, sorry. They got me. <laughs> they got me, gal. <laughs> so... Anyways, that'll be 1995. <laughs> what? What? Uh, bus fare. Oh, I have no idea. I don't know how much bus fare is. Uh, but also, it's a school bus, so there's no bus fare. It's still owned by the city. Okay. Yes, officially. It's yep. owned by the school district. Well. <laughs> no follow-up to that. Nope. <laughs> well, uh, he was earning... <laughs> Sorry. He was earning $18.91 per hour uh, when he was discharged. Bitch, that's more than me. <laughs> you went to jail for being a bus driver making almost $20 an hour, and you're making almost, almost twice as much as I'm making now. So, like, that's cool. <laughs> that's fine. Whatever. Hey. Maybe she could be a bus driver. Hmm. You hate children. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a minor factor. <laughs> I used to, like, when I was a kid, when I would ride the bus from time to time. Yeah. Which was all middle school. Um, they were like, the bus driver was like, hey, everyone, quiet down. And I was like, Why are they <laughs> what a loser. And I'm like, that bus driver is a saint. Yeah. We were all fucking dicks. We were all monkeys. fucking yes. dicks. Yeah. Uh, I've seen stories about like the bus drivers like stopping the bus and like yelling at children and then getting in trouble. And I'm like, but then they find out that the kids were like shooting like spitballs at them while they're driving. Bitch, if a kid was doing that, I would, <laughs> I'd probably pop them in the butt. But then I'd be sued and I'd be in jail. So I'd stop the bus and problem. I'd be like, call your parents. They can get, come get, get you. Get off the bus. <laughs> we're done here. But then you get in trouble for like um, holding up the other kids. The the bus drivers never win. No, they're always in trouble. Always in trouble. drivers. They're always in troubles. Always in troubles. Oh, yeah, that's good. That was the fastest I've ever opened the White Claw. That was like a speed open. Like, whoosh, you know? Like a whip sound? Yeah. How many whip cracks on a drag queen's mix equals lunch? What? Is there a joke here? No. Oh. It's just something Katya says. Oh, why? They're talking about jobs and how they have no skills except putting whip cracks into a song mix. Oh, some songs already have them. 
Ah. Woo! They got me. Gal. I need to stop saying that. I say it so often. They got and me, it, gal. And then it becomes less funny, but it really doesn't. Because that's, that's my favorite ginger binge line. That's the only ginger binge line. Truth. Eggs, Thought- eggs, eggs. All I want is eggs. That's a good one, too. That's a good one. I love ginger binge, but... She's she's like almost to the cusp of being like somebody who's rememberable. Rememberable? Rememberable. You mean memorable? Yes. Rememberable. Shut up. <laughs> a like wop- she's not an Alyssa. A wop too rememberable. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of the movie. That's, that's the name of this poopy thing now. <laughs> she's not like uh, Alyssa Edwards style. A wop to be rememberable. <laughs> Is this your list of episode titles? Yes. I just write them down now because we get to the end of the episode and you're saving it. You're like, what do we title this? And I'm like, we need to write these no. things down. What I say is, what do we title this? What is this poopy or whoopy? This, this is drunk history. I mean, uh, <laughs> what? <gasps> Who's that there? Someone's backing out of their driveway. Also, Way you... over there. Yeah. I just yeah. love that you're always like, <gasps> what's happening? Who's going on? Well, this is <laughs> it's my second night in this house. Oh, my God. Oh my god, get over the gay thing. I don't have curtains yet to shut out the outside world. And even when you do, you're going to have them all open like, <gasps> yeah. What's happening? Just wait for something scary to happen. <laughs> and then when you go to bed, you're like, okay, now I can close these. <laughs> yes. But not the bedroom ones. They still have those open like, <gasps> just like the the edge of the bed is like right at the window. You're just like looking over the top like <laughs> Stop watching me sleep. That's uncanny. That is exactly what I do. My bed is facing the window. I have binoculars taped to my face. What is the Jurassic Park? Like, whenever he's like, what what scene? He's got, like, the, the oh, he's in the car. And, it, like, all the electricity has gone out from the hurricane. And he's, like, looking with those, like, binoculars at the thing. And he's, like, freaking out. You've never seen Jurassic Park. No, it was okay. too scary for me as a child. Yeah. I remember watching that, and I used to hide behind the couch because I was afraid of the T-Rex. You know what else uh, movie I was scared of as a child? Titanic. <laughs> what part was, was scary to you? The boat is sinking! <laughs> oh, no! Oh, my God. It was, the other day, it's very stressful. Yes, the other day, what was I looking at? Oh, I was looking at to- potential topics because I was like, oh, I'm going to get my research done before Saturday. And that didn't happen at all. I was, I think it was on Wednesday that I was like looking things up. No, it was when we were supposed to record on Tuesday. And then you had decided that we weren't going to record. I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and do my research anyways. So I'm ahead of things and we can go ahead and like, you know, whatever. Because uh, half the city was flooded. Um, and um, I like looked at the, the oh, I thought you going to sneeze again. Uh, I looked up the Bermuda Triangle, and there was one thing that was, like, it talked about these, like, certain, um, these, some, something that happens underneath the, the ocean that creates the water density, makes the water less dense, and that it could just sink ships. And, like, you, you don't know. So then the water, just, like, the water, the boats that are designed for certain density of water, which is normal, normal uh, can't is, is one <laughs> it's, it, yeah the density of water is one uh and it, it just can't hold that and the, the sinks just like the the boats just go underwater sinks just ship J- what the sinks just ship sinks just ship they just sinks just ship you know oh my god yeah and i was like that's terrifying i am really thankful that i don't live in a time where boat travel is the only way to travel yep. from continent to mm-hmm. continent mm-hmm. just really happy with plane just travel throwing that out there uh, yeah. 
Uh, well, that's what like, I was even looking at the Bermuda Triangle. I'm like, I need my conspiracies. This is not a wild enough conspiracy for me. Because they were like, all of this is... It's very scientific. It's, yeah. We have a fact about it all. They're like, it's very, it's been unproven. They were like, and on top of that, the Bermuda Triangle, according to so many different sources, is different for every single source. So, like, there's like, there's no Bermuda Triangle. I'm like, No! I want a reason why things disappear, okay? Ghosts! Bring on the ghosts! <laughs> Blame aliens. Do something like that. Uh, anyways, so where were we? Oh, bitch. That's more than me. So, okay. So then we're going to go ahead and go, in, going to go ahead and get into some disappearances here. Uh, so we're going to talk about Michelle Knight. Uh, she was born on April 23rd of 1981. But did she go missing at night? What a coincidence. No, she actually went missing in the middle of the day. Uh, she disappeared oh. on August 23rd uh, uh, of 2002. Yeah. What time? After losing, leaving her cousin's house. Uh, I don't know. What um, time? Could be 8 p.m. No, I think it was in the middle of the day. Uh, uh, you don't know that? Yes. Yes, because the next line. So it says she was 21, uh, 21 years old at the time. On the day of her disappearance, she was scheduled to appear in court for for a child custody case involving her son, Joey, who was in the custody of the state. So she still had something to do at a state government office. So state government offices are not open until past 430 p.m. Special case. That would never Special happen. Special case. That would never happen. 8 p.m. <laughs> uh, so limited resources had been uh, sent on uh, – who had, to, had been <gasps> – What's happening? Thomas is home. Oh, okay. I'm going to pause because that dog's going to... Go. Oh, are we recording? Yeah. Shit, I don't have my headphones on. No. Here we go. That was quick and fast. Uh, where were we? Um, oh, boy. Day of her disappearance. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. There we go. Uh, limited resources have been spent on investigating her disappearance in part because she was an adult. So she was 21. So authorities had believed that she had just run away voluntarily due to the anger over losing custody of her son. Uh, because she didn't show up, so they were like, well, you lost. So she didn't get her son. Um, so then she just ran away. Like, okay. So you didn't look for her at all? <laughs> at all. Um, so according to Cleveland Police Chief, uh, he she was the focus of very few tips. So no one was like, oh, yeah, she's missing. So, that, like, that makes me sad. Because it's like, I would hope that my friends would be like, well, Chris didn't text me back. Like, maybe we should try and find out where he is and if they didn't find me then they would probably hopefully try to find me no 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 one's looking for you <laughs> i love that two people in this room were just like ah. <laughs> how far and savannah's like i'm your roommate and i would also not do that <laughs> well we're gonna have some qualifiers here is it very far out of state absolutely out of absolutely. the picture um down the street <sighs> Gosh. You're really twisting my arm here, aren't you? <laughs> I really think about that for a minute. I was planning on watching some TV. Well, I was telling some... No, I was talking... I thought... I think it might have been here on one of the podcasts previously. Like, no, hey, you've never been here on a podcast I've never before. been on a podcast. Not in the 71 weeks not that we've here. done this. No, oh, this not is here. a different home. You're right. You're okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I might have been on this podcast. Okay. Not, oh. Not here on this podcast. Are you sure it wasn't Rupee Podcast? Because that's a different podcast still. Oh, my still. God. It could have been on a podcast that I recorded for... One of the the one of the accounts that I am a content creator for. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 I mean that's kind of clear. It's true. Yeah. It's not really that. It's not crystal clear, but but it, it's clear as mud. Um. But 
I w- was gonna say that Savannah would be someone who realizes that I'm missing before my mom realizes that I'm missing. <laughs> I Me, but three weeks. Yeah, you'd be like, "Well, I guess Chris just is gave up on this podcast. Like, He's no. just dead. He's not. <laughs> oh wow. Oh no. I would know first, and then you would be like, "Well, I can't wait for the story to develop so I can read." <laughs> Let me look on the news. <laughs> Christopher White. And now we're doing the podcast. Oh my god, you guys hear about Chris going missing? <laughs> hey guys, just wanted to come to you live for this Instagram session and talking about Chris's death. There's a, so there's a um, program on the Netflix called Slasher. Uh, I tried to watch it. We watched the... Aaron makes us watch it. Because me and Savannah, like, we'll just be sitting there playing on our video games and he'll just, like, put on something. And it... It wasn't the one. Some of them are good, some of them are not. Uh... And of course, I get involved and in, in into it for whatever reason, even though I'm like, <laughs> what's happening? Um, and the one one of them was uh, about people in like a certain apartment, and they were all dying um, or being murdered. That's like the first episode. First, I think it was season two. The first episode of season two. Well, I mean, all of them. I watched it. Every episode is like that. Well, one of the characters, uh, her name is Because they don't require any backstory. Yeah. All episodes are a new story. Yeah. No. All seasons are a new story. Mm. Yeah. Um, hmm. Uh, so one of the characters on season two, her name was Violet, and she was like a, a influencer. Or she was an aspiring influencer and like a vlogger. Uh, so so she, me. That's what... That's what I'm... I'm getting vibes of you from... Getting vibes of Violet from you. What? <laughs> and it, and I'm saying this in not a good way. <laughs> so... Uh, because she was like... Um, I'm not comfortable with this association anymore. Well, okay. The association is that she... That people were dying in her apartment complex. And she was like, oh my god, this is so exciting. Like, what's happening? And I'm still bo- okay with that. Her mm-hmm. boyfriend was pissed because uh, it, he was like, you're drawing attention to yourself. Like, you're going to become a next target. Still okay with it. And she was like so obsessed with her followers and stuff like that. Boyfriend ended up being gay and was fucking the neighbor. My boyfriend's gay. Okay. So you're okay with association. Well, she died. I'm okay with she. That. She actually caused the death of her and her boyfriend. Oh, I don't want Thomas to die. Oh, but you're okay with you dying. If I'm involved in something very high profile. I think she got a drill in her head. Oh. oh. And the entire time, and this is, I think it's supposed to be like based in Canada. Because I think all of it is <gasps> Canada. I oh. think all of them are Canadian. Canadian television is having a it's year. Lit. They're, tell they're you. going through it, yeah. Um, but, yeah. They, this, uh, the, everyone died in the apartment complex. And the entire time I was like, where are the police? Everyone just keeps dying. Depends on what part of Canada. The, I mean, they were like, oh, the police are guarding this whole thing. And then, like, they yeah, yeah, would just yeah, disappear. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's uh, Saskatoon, um, <laughs> you're probably about 25 miles from a police station. Yeah, but the whole point was that the police were supposed to be guarding the entire apartment. Oh. Like, and it was, they weren't. Anyways, that's uh, far down the line, but that's what you're giving the vibes on. So back to my story, because I've got how uh, far have we gotten? Uh, one page. Oh, okay. Out of eight. Oh, all right. Yeah, all right. yeah. Keep all going. right, all right. Um, so lim- uh, limited resources. You disappear in part. Choose and told. Uh, so according to no, I just said that. Um, some crit- some criticized her removal from the National Crime Information Center database, which happened 15 months after she disappeared. So basically, like she disappeared. And there was nothing that ever came of it. And they were like, well, 
we should just take her off the the missing persons list. Like, she's still fucking missing. Like, what? How many years? She had been gone for 15 months at this point. <laughs> Only 15 months, so a year. A year and three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Not missing anymore. No. Just she, dead. She, she's just gone. Like, not dead. They didn't even say dead. Just vanished. She was just. She, she just, doesn't exist she, anymore. She ran away. They just assumed that she ran away as a 21-year-old. Like. Because <laughs> you can run away as a 21-year-old. Yeah, I don't know. I, it Also, in 2000, uh, 2002, like 2003. You don't you back then you didn't just run away, I don't know. Anyways, um, so then we got to the disappearance of Amanda Marie Berry. On uh, she was born on April twenty second of nineteen eighty six. She disappeared on April twenty first of two thousand three, a day before her seventeenth birthday. She was what? Seventeen. Oh, she was last heard from around eight p.m. When she called her sister to tell her that she was getting a ride home from her job at Burger King on West 111th, 10th, uh, 100 and, what, 110th Street uh, and Lorraine Avenue. Uh, the FBI initially considered her a runaway until a week after her disappearance when an unidentified male used her cell phone to call her mother. He said, I have Amanda, she's fine, and will be coming home in a couple of days. Barry was featured in a 2004 segment of Fox's America's Most Wanted. Uh, re-aired in 2005 and 2006, which linked her to Gina de Jesus, who by that point... You don't think it's de Jesus? No. Um, de Jesus? It's not spelled like that. J-E-S-U-S? Yes, but... I'm not, not going to show you. I, I don't think it'd be de Jesus, because it's not two different words. And it was never two different words. That doesn't matter. Keep going. Fuck I'm going to call her to Jesus this entire time. And everyone's going to think you're stupid. That's fine. I will allow it. Also, if you've listened to tw- 71 weeks of our podcast, you know that both of us are fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, I'm not stupid. Mm. Let me just tell you about... <laughs> Let me tell you my experience at the DPS yesterday. <laughs> no, was it anxiety ridden or just stupidity? Stupid. Okay, I'm into the story. I'm ready. Do I want to share this? Yeah, yeah that's that, fine. Share it. We uh, share all of our lives on this podcast all the time, which is probably not the greatest thing, but it's also I don't care. <laughs> so this starts before. Well, this is an hour and twenty minutes. Let me just short. Short list. Shorten the story. Um, so, because we've been going to the dump a lot lady, I, lately, lately, lady, lady, dump lady, <laughs> yeah, lady bunny. Um, I've been, I put my Google Maps to say avoid uh, highways. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I said I gotta go to the DPS. Google, take me there. And she was like, "All right, it'll be thirty three minutes." <laughs> And you and didn't think, like, like, wow, that's a really long time. The north side. And I was like, well, all right. I guess that's the fastest way there. It didn't even cross my mind. Stupid. And I was like, all right. Driving. Driving down the road. <laughs> Driving down the road. <laughs> didn't realize until me and Thomas were going to dinner yesterday. I was like, it sh- we should take a highway to go to north northeast Beltway 8. <laughs> no highway. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm fucking stupid. Um, and then... <laughs> To the DPS. Uh, the lady, she was like, uh, she gave me a couple questions and I did stuff. And then she was like, 
um, <laughs> okay, we're going to take your picture now. And so I took the picture. And as soon as I heard the camera, like, were a little bit like it was focusing on me and i was like it took the picture so i looked away and then it flashed and i was like oh shit i looked away before the picture was done she was like that's okay sweetie after she had gotten out of line because they didn't call my number she just went out and she was like who needs help and i was like me me <laughs> hello um and so then she had to redo everything again <laughs> and so i took Please the picture. Tell me you did it again no i ah, did i did it, it correctly <laughs> And then she was like, it'll be $33. And I was like, oh, bitch, I got cash. Oh, Pulled out boy. a $20 bill. $33. Hand her the go. $20 bill. And she was like, oh, um, $33. And I was like, I got a credit card. <laughs> I'm fucking stupid. Here's a 20 That's <laughs> Keep the change. <laughs> Sir, it's still $33. You still owe me $33. Great. Um, uh, that'll be $13 30, more. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I can do this. This doesn't work. <laughs> not enough. Not enough. Anyways. Uh, that's perfect. <laughs> your boy is uh, passing an IQ test. My, my thing is, uh, do you ever have the anxiety like where you finish a transaction at like HEB or a grocery store and you're like, get all your things in the wallet, like put it away as fast as possible. I got to get out of here. No, just me. No, mine is. The waiter says, have a great meal. I say, you too. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your movie. Oh, you two fuck fuck i didn't do that i mean when you get home enjoy your movie you can watch a movie later and not now Ugh. yes absolutely uh okay um yeah so she was on america's uh most wanted rear you know uh link to gina de jesus um to jesus who who by that point had gone missing in cleveland uh, Barry and DeJesus were profiled on the Oprah Winfrey show and the Montel Williams show and were self-proclaimed, uh, where self-proclaimed psychic Sylvia Brown told Barry's mother, Luanna Miller, in 2004 that her daughter was dead and that she was in water. Quote, unquote, in water. This pronouncement devastated her mom, causing her to take down pictures and give away Barry's computer. Bitch, why are you putting all your cards on the psychic? <laughs> they are... <coughs> very incredible literally until you find your daughter's body like you don't have an answer and don't actually know so what uh so however miller did continue her search for barry before dying of heart failure in early march of 2006 which is so sad because your mom died while you were taken um believing a psychic believing a psychic yeah uh believing that you were dead that her daughter was dead uh, related to uh, unre related but unrelated to the crimes, Robert Wolford, a prison inmate who claimed in 2012 that he had information about the location of Barry's body, uh, led police to a lot in uh, Cleveland's West Side where they conducted a fruitless search. He was sentenced in January of 2013 to four and a half years in prison for obstruction of justice, making a false report and making a uh, false alarm. So this guy was like, "Oh yeah, I heard about this girl. I know where her body is." And period. And yeah, they end of it. end of yeah. uh, in inclusion. They got nothing else. They didn't find a body. Um, so then we go to the third victim, Georgina Gina Lynn De Jesus, um, born on February thirteenth of nineteen ninety. She went missing at the age of fourteen. She was Oof. last seen at a payphone around three p.m. on April second of two thousand four. So he basically took one every year, because we took uh, he took uh, Michelle Knight. In 2002, 
on uh, in August, and then he took uh, Amanda Marie Berry on April twenty second of April. Uh, I'm sorry, April twenty first of two thousand three, and then he took uh, Georgina on February thirteenth. No, damn it. She was missing at the age of four. Oh, on April second of two thousand four. Shit, I was looking at the wrong date. Um, and he took her, her around three p.m. Um, uh, on because she was on the way home from her middle school on West one hundred fifth Street and Lorraine Avenue, so around the same area. Um, Love Lorraine. Yeah, uh, Grimelda and Castro's daughter Arlene had uh, called Grimelda for permission to have a sleepover at De Jesus's house, uh, but she replied that she could not, and the two girls parted ways. So Arlene was the last person to see De Jesus before her disappearance. So Castro, Ariel Castro, uh, his daughter with the the woman that he had been abusing, uh, was like, "Oh yeah, I want to hang out with my hang out with my friend," and couldn't hang out with her friend. So then she disappeared, which is that's so sad. Um, and the Jesus was under the impression that Castro was picking her up to drop her off at home, and she trusted Castro because she was friends with his teenage daughter. Uh, no one wit- witnessed her abduction, and an Amber Alert was not issued, which angered her father endlessly. Uh, he said in 2006 that the Amber Alert should work for any missing child, whether it's an abduction or a runaway, a child needs to be found. We need to change this law. So basically he was like, uh, you guys think, so this is the third person now that thinks it's just run away. Um, and he's like, okay, but this was a 14 year old child. So if she, even if she did run away for whatever fucking reason that she decided to run away, uh, we should still release an Amber Alert and still try to find her. Like she's 14 years old. So like, that doesn't make any sense. So he wanted to change that law. It's that 24 hour rule again. Some places 48. Some people, uh, I don't get it, (laughs) but in the case of the Lindbergh baby, remember it was not, it was within hours. They were like, let's get this shit going. So yeah. You're an upstanding member of the community. If you're an upstanding member of the community and you've got money and basically nowadays in America, if you're white, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) stupid, um, a year after her disappearance, the FBI released a composite sketch and description of a male suspect that described uh, as Latino, 25 to 35 years of age, 5 foot 10 inches tall, uh, 165 to 185 pounds, with green eyes and a goatee, possibly a pencil-thin beard. Uh, but according to court records, Castro was 5 feet 7 inches tall, uh, 179 pounds, with brown eyes and a goatee. So... Didn't get the registration. <laughs> totally different. Exactly. To- so so totally different. Uh, so De Jesus was featured in America's Most Wanted segment, which linked her to Barry, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, the disappearances revealed regular media attention in two- into 2012, while the families held public vigils. Um, Castro attended at least two of these vigils, uh, reportedly participated in a search party, and tried to get close to the De Jesus family. Castro's son, Anthony, was a journalism student in 2004 when he interviewed De Jesus's mother for an article about the disappearances in Plain Press. Police kept the investigation open and offered $25,000 reward for information. So Castro's son interviewed the family that this person was taken from while Castro had this girl in captivity. Which I hate using that word when regarding a human. Like, that's gross to me. Yeah. Um, so now let's talk about those that were abducted and let's discuss captivity uh when castro kidnapped night he took her upstairs tied her hands and feet together and pulled her up using her hands and feet and neck um while uh, he left her there for three days without food uh prosecutors 
Prosecutors at Castro's sentencing wrote that diaries kept by the women speak of forced sexual conduct, of being locked in a dark room, of anticipating the next session of abuse, of the dreams of someday escaping and being reunited with family, and of being chained to a wall, of being held like a prisoner of war, of missing the lives that they once enjoyed, of emotional abuse, of his threats to kill, of being treated like an animal, of continuous abuse, and of desiring freedom. The women were kept. Damn, anything else? Yeah, exactly. It's like this list. Of, like, what did you dream of? What else did you dream of while you were in captivity? You, <laughs> a lot. Um, women were kept in, uh, kept locked in upstairs bedrooms where they were forced to use plastic toilets that were emptied infrequently. Uh, they were fed one meal a day and allowed to shower twice a week at most. Um, bit same. I'm just, what? <laughs> just kidding. I shower. That's more yours by choice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I shower more than that. I shower twice a day. Um, mm. Except for today. I was lazy. I can smell. Shut up! <laughs> uh, Knight told police that Castro, later, obviously, uh, told police that Castro had impregnated her at least five times and had induced miscarriages each time through beatings, hitting her with dumbbells, punching her, and slamming her against walls. He also starved her. Uh, Knight, Shit! Yeah. Hitting you with dumbbells? Yeah. That was like Jeffrey Dahmer when he knocked that one guy out with a dumbbell and ended up killing him. And that's, that was the one that he didn't get um, uh, uh, accused for. Or not accused for, but for uh, didn't get indicted for. Because he, he had, what, 17 murders and he only got indicted for 16? Because the first one was like he didn't remember it. <clears throat> and that was the only one he didn't remember. Yeah. Uh, so Knight's grandmother told reporters later, obviously, that she would require facial reconstruction surgery due to the beatings that she endured and that she lost hearing one ear. At one point, she had a pet dog while in captivity, but Castro killed it by snapping its neck after it bit him while it was trying to protect Knight. Uh, De Jesus saw a told law. That's really, I mean, how can you snap a dog's neck? He has three people in captivity. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and you're he's obviously willing to do though. it to yeah. people. He's doing whatever the fuck. He's... But that's so visceral to be like, yeah. Ooh, well, also, good. so is slamming someone's pregnant body with a dumbbell. Or smacking them with a dumbbell. Yeah. You know. Ooh, um, goodness. Mm. Sorry. De Jesus told law enforcement that she was raped, but did not believe that she was ever impregnated. Uh, on Christmas Day of 2006, Castro allegedly ordered Knight to assist in the birth of Barry's child. So she was pregnant, and she was having a baby, uh, which took place in a small inflatable swimming pool, and he threatened to kill her if the baby did not survive. At one point, the baby stopped breathing, but Knight was able to resuscitate her. Uh, Castro occasionally took uh, took her out of the house, uh, took the baby out of the house, uh, including his own mother. Uh, the baby called him daddy, and Castro's mother, grandmother. So no one questioned where this baby came from. He just got a baby. He just had a baby. Uh, in two he had the baby. He Yeah, he had it. Uh, in two, 2013, uh, he... Ghosts. Yeah. Uh, he showed one of his adult daughters a picture of her and said that she was his daughter's girl. I'm sorry, his girlfriend's daughter uh, from a previous relationship. He had told others that the baby was his granddaughter. Barry told, uh, taught her daughter how to read and write while in captivity. And like I said, I hate using this word to refer to a human. Yeah. Um, according to a statement from Cleveland police, officers visited Castro's home only once following the kidnappings to discuss an unrelated incident. Castro did not appear to be at home at the time and was later interviewed elsewhere. Neighbors claimed to have called the police about suspicious activity observed at home, uh, but police have said they only have they have no record of any of these calls. Which, um, 
I'm not shocked by. Mm. Uh, because when I called the police, so when I first moved to Houston, I got hit by a car within like a month of being here. And I like, but as a person I, hit by a car, hit by a car. No, I was in a car and like someone came up and hit me from behind and then backed up and went around me. What happened? Oh, it's mine. Sorry. Probably mine. Um, so I got the make model color, uh, and license plate of this car with a picture and filed a police report. And they were like, there's nothing we can do. It was the postman. And I was like, gee, probably. And but this was before I had my new car. Well, newish car, the car that I'm driving now. Uh, and I was like, you can't do a thing. And I it, like, so I followed the police report and then I followed up with it. That's, that's when they told them that they can't do anything. And I'm like, I gave you all the information. They're like, well, we can't prove it. I'm like, there's a picture. And they were like, that could be just be a picture of any car. And I'm like, they hit my car. Why would you take a picture of some car and be like, you hit my car. Like, even if the person had stopped and like said, oh, I didn't actually hit him. You would say the same thing. Oh, I can't prove that. Like, what? You're useless. So like, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying a lot of things, but there's a lot of things that I would like to say. Yeah, seriously. Uh, that police don't, don't solve crimes. They, 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 they just cause them. Okay. But anyways, um, anyways, they, they protect property. They don't protect people. Um, Mm. anyways. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good tongue pop. That was a clear one. Uh, so Castro's son Anthony reported that there were certain areas of the house that were inaccessible due to being locked. Uh, like, bitch, you were old enough to like question these things. Why? Why is your all your everything locked, Dad? And also, if you're in the house and you go to a door and it's locked and you hear someone on the other side, maybe you should question that further. I don't know. Um, excuse me. I mean, fully, me as a child would have been like ghosts. The the door is locked. Dad. Have to investigate. Mm-hmm. Give me a key or I'll steal it. I was such a curious kid that I was like, I need to go in there. It's yep. locked. Uh, I was that kid that was like, the sign says, don't push the red button. And I'm like, let me push that. I want to know. I'm still like that person now. Let me tell I'd you another like, story. When I worked at a Fuddruckers. Oh, boy. Um, indescript white button under the register. That's to call police. Yeah, didn't know that. <laughs> Accidentally pushed it. And police came back. <laughs> what does this do and they came and they were like anything happening here and i was like no why and they were like well we got a call and i was like did they show up in minutes or was it like an hour long an hour later <clears throat> so if there was a shooting they'd be like well everyone's dead yep <laughs> cool love that that i mean that was like that one time that i um called police whenever the the guy threatened my life that guy that I was dating threatened my life, and and uh, I called police, and they were like, "This is an emergency. You need to call the non-emergency number." And I was like, "How is this not an emergency? He's trying. He he is threatening to break into my house and kill my dog." And he's like, "Well, is he in your house?" And I'm like, "No. I'm like, this is not an emergency." I called them. They show up three and a half hours later. What? I don't know. I I'm not gonna say. I'm not saying anything, but I'm also saying a cab. So. Um, oh. Did I say that? Oop. Did I say that? I have, I have some feelings. Okay. Okay. Especially in, in modern day America right now, I am I am not happy with America right now. Not or United States. I'm sorry. It. Anyways. Okay. So. No, I scrolled. Uh, kidnapping. No. Unrelated incident. Oh, yeah. Uh, ooh, mention. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, 
So then Anthony also mentioned uh, uh, an occasion three weeks before the women's escape when Castro had asked him if Barry would ever be found. Anthony said that he told Castro that Barry was likely dead, to which Castro responded, Really? You think so? That's creepy. Uh, so then on May 6th... <laughs> oh, really? Oh, uh, really? You, you think, think so? <laughs> That's what I picture. Oh, really? No. Yeah. Anyone, anyone's just like the cartoon villains that were like, what? Oh my goodness! I didn't capture the Powerpuff Girls. Oh. Did you ever watch Powerpuff Girls? I loved oh the God. Powerpuff Girls. I always thought that when I was younger that I was Blossom, and now I know I'm definitely Buttercup. <laughs> what you think I'm Bubbles? One hundred percent Bubbles the whole time. You are Bubbles. <laughs> I know that. There was never, never doubt in my bubbles. mind that you're Bubbles. Uh, but I thought I was Blossom. Like, I'm a leader, and I'm in charge. And now I'm like, I hate everyone. I'm Buttercup. Yep. And no, <laughs> I'm always pissed. Who am I? I'm uh, the mayor. <laughs> no, you're the the woman who we never saw her face. What yeah. was her name? Miss Bellum. Miss Bellum, yes. Uh, maybe I'm him. <laughs> no. You're... Remember that time that Carmina Vavra was on our show, and she was dressed as him? That was amazing. Yeah. You're um, the... Uh, oh shit! I don't remember her name. The bratty little girl who thought she was a powerful. Oh my god! I wanted to have girl so bad. Ah! That's that's probably me actually. Um, so then we get to the um, uh, escape on May sixth of two thousand thirteen. Barry was finally able to make contact with Castro's neighbor, leading her to escape with her six year old daughter and the rescue of De Jesus and Knight by authorities. According to police, Castro left the house that day and Barry realized that he failed to lock the, quote, big door, big inside door. Although the exterior, exterior storm door was bolted. He, excuse me, she did not attempt to break through the outer door because she thought that Castro was testing her, according to the police report. Previously, Castro had tested the woman by leaving the house partially unlocked and the exits unsecured. If they attempted to escape, he beat them. Instead, Barry screamed for help when she saw neighbors through the scream. Neighbor Angel Cordero responded to the screaming but was unable to communicate with her uh, because he spoke little English. Uh, neighbor Charles Ramsey joined Cordero at the house's front door during the rescue. They kicked a hole through the bottom of the storm door and Barry crawled through carrying her daughter. Ramsey said that Barry told him that she and her child were being kept inside the house against her will. So she had the child in 2006 and this is 2013. So this child is seven. At this point. Um, uh, the Upon being freed, she went to the house of another Spanish-speaking neighbor uh, and with Ramsey's assistance called 911 saying, Help me, I've been kidnapped and I've been missing for 10 years and I'm here, I'm free now. Uh, responding, police officers entered Castro's house. They walked through an upstairs hallway with guns drawn, announcing themselves as the Cleveland police. After peeking out of a slightly open bedroom door, Knight entered the hallway and leaped into officers' arms, repeating, repeatedly saying, You saved me! You saved me! Uh, soon after, De Jesus entered the hallway from another room. Uh, Knight and De Jesus walked out of the house, and all three women, plus a child, were taken to Metro Health Medical Center. Barry and De Jesus were released from the hospital the next day, and Knight was discharged four days later on May 10th. It doesn't say why, but I assume that she probably had some health issues, especially probably. after being fucking abused for yeah. uh, 11 years. Mm -hmm. um, 11 years! Rescue of the women also reignited hope for the family of Ashley Summers, another young woman who disappeared in Cleveland area around July of 2007 after leaving her home after a dispute with her parents. So she ran away. Well, ran away. 
Uh, police initially believed that there could be other captives, other captives in the Seymour Avenue house, uh, but none were found. Uh, as of September 2020, Summers is still missing, uh, sadly. So they had hoped that they were like, oh, they had three women that were gone for 11 years, nine to 11 years. Uh, maybe she's there as well, and she wasn't, which is sad. Um, Castro, well, I mean, I'm glad that she didn't endure that abuse, but also the fact that she's still missing. That's sad. Yeah. Uh, so then Castro was arrested on May 6th of 2013, which is how many days afterwards? This is, oh, same day. Um, he was charged with four counts of kidnapping and three counts of rape on May 8th, which carried prison sentences of 10 years to life in Ohio. Uh, two of Castro's brothers were initially taken into custody, but were released on May 9th after police announced that they had no involvement in the kidnappings. So they were they were taken in for three days. They were like, you might be involved. You might. We don't know. Uh, but they weren't. Human um, trafficking is wildly rampant. In Cleveland? In the world. Oh, no, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. My mom was telling me that there's cases in shirts that are on the, the incline right now of, like, small women being, like from their grocery parking lots busy grocery grocery parking lots that people just uh, take them you know the top city in the world for human trafficking houston right here right here because we have highways that go everywhere Mm -hmm. and lots of international traffic Mm -hmm. multiple airports Mm -hmm. yep that's wild it's crazy um i've always heard that even since i was in college so it's been like that for quite some time yeah um yeah so, Castro made his first court appearance on May 9th, where bail was set to $2 million per kidnapping charge, and uh, adding an, adding to a total of $8 million. Um, additional charges were reported to be pending, including aggravated murder for intentional induction of miscarriages, attempted murder, assault, a charge for each instance of rape, and a, challenge, uh, ooh, a kidnapping charge for each day each captive was held. So... Each, every single day that they were there, he got a kidnapping charge. Um, on May 14th, Castro's attorney said that he would plead not guilty to all the charges if indicted for kidnapping and rape. Uh, a grand jury returned a true bill of indictment against Castro on June, uh, June 7th. It contained 329 counts, including two counts of aggravated murder under different sections of the Ohio Criminal Code for his role in the termination of one of the women's pregnancies. The indictments covered only the period from August of 2002 to April of, or I'm sorry, what? February of 2007. The county prosecutor stated that the investigation was ongoing and that any further findings would be presented to the grand jury. He said that, Pursuing a, a death penalty specification would be considered following contemplations of indictment proceeding. So it was like, okay, so maybe we'll get a death penalty. Like, we'll see. It was interesting. Um, so not entering, uh, I'm sorry, after entering a not guilty plea uh, for Castro on June 12th, happy birthday to me, um, which not really happy birthday. It was just on my birthday. Uh, one of his attorneys said that although some of the charges against Castro were indisputable, it is our hope that we can continue to work towards a resolution to avoid having any unnecessary trial about aggravated murder and the death penalty. He noted, we are very sensitive to the emotional strain and impact that a trial would have on the women, their families, and their community. So basically the, the defense was like, well, we don't want to go to trial and like make this a big deal because it's like us. It's so hard on the families. It would be so bad. They've like, been missing for 10 they've years. They've been missing for 10 years. 
You think that's this is can, this is the this, this is, is just this be is the, the easy straw part. that yeah <laughs> breaks the camel's back. This is the fucking easy part, okay? So on July 12th, a grand jury returned a true bill of indictment for the remainder of the period after February of 2007. Uh, it brought the total of 977 counts uh, to him, uh, 512 of which were counts of kidnapping, 446 of rape, seven of gross sexual imposition, six of felonious assault. Three of child endangerment, two of aggravated murder, and one of possession of criminal tools. On July 17th, Castro pleaded not guilty to the expanded indictment. Uh, Castro pleaded guilty on July 26th to 937 of the 977 charges against him, including charges of kidnapping, rape, rape, and aggravated murder as part of a plea bargain which called for consecutive life life sentences plus prison of a thousand years without parole uh under the plea deal which i'm like hey he's already in, in jail for three life sentences plus a thousand years like the, what are you <laughs> holding out hope what, are you, what crossed, are you expecting here like five thousand year life but yeah under the plea deal Castro forfeited his right to appeal and could not profit in any way due to his crimes um he also forfeited his his assets, including his home, which prosecutors said would be demolished. Uh, that was part of his plea deal to make sure that it was gone. Uh, they didn't want it to turn into some, like, tourist Weird. attraction. Yeah. Uh, Castro was told by the county uh, pleas court, um, the judge, uh, that you will not be getting out. Is that clear? And Castro responded, I do understand that, Your Honor. Uh, Castro has made comments about his addiction to pornography and sexual problems. Uh, but he was cut off by the judge who said issues could be discussed at the August 1st hearing because uh, he was like, I don't want to hear it. I don't give a because shit. Because you're giving stupid, shitty excuses. Excuses, for exactly. Raping and beating and abusing and trafficking and having women as slaves yeah, for 10 years. Exactly. Um, so a law firm that represented Barry, De Jesus, and Knight released a statement that the three women were relieved by today's plea. Uh, they were satisfied by the resolution to the case and were looking forward to having these legal proceedings draw to a final close in the near future. Uh, after the sentencing hearing on August 1st, Castro was sentenced to a consecutive life terms in prison plus the 1,000 years, all without any possibility of parole. He was also fined $100,000. Uh, the court forfeited all of his property and assets of the state. Before his sentencing, Castro addressed the court for nearly 20 minutes in which he said, he was a good person and not a monster. And that, uh, no. Yeah, false. Bitch, false. Uh, but that he was addicted to sex and pornography and had practiced the art of masturbation from a young age. Bitch, I practiced so the art of masturbation. Yeah, all of us. We're men. We do that all the time. But I'm not about to go steal some people and be like, yep, they're mine now. Like, bitch, that's fucking crazy. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, he claimed that he had never beaten or tortured the women and insisted that most of the sex that he had with them was consensual, which false you stole them and had them stuck in your house that's already not consensual period (laughs) the first the first hundred times non-consensual after that after i had convinced them that that i'd probably kill them uh if they didn't then they were all then they were all consensual because they were like please keep me alive shit uh he shifted between apologizing and blaming the fbi apologizing for his crimes and blaming the fbi for failing to catch him uh, as well, uh, no, 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 no. That is not no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not the point. That's not the point. That's not how you do that, honey. Um, as well as blaming his victims for getting in a car with a stranger, along with insisting to the court that when he had sex with them, that he discovered that they were not virgins. So he was just throwing. So this twenty. Their mi- fault. 
this, the 20 minutes that he had, he was like, okay, I'm sorry for doing these things. You guys should have caught me. Also, the, the victims um, got in the car with me. So that's their fault. Uh, and I was like, ma'am, that's not how this works. This is not true. This, this is not how it works. So he would alternatively shift back into uh, apologetic comments saying, I hope they can find in their hearts to forgive me uh, because we have a lot. We had a lot of harmony going on in that home. Did you hear that? Sorry. I mean to be distracting. Um, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We you heard it. that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, they. Uh, come on, Kenny. Uh, my old bones. <laughs> oh. So yeah. So he was like, "We had so much harmony in our house. This is this is all great." Uh, that no, 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 bitch. You had them for ten for nine to eleven years between like nine 10 and 11 years for each of them um and that that was not harmony you had them and you you stole them you stole them and you raped them and you uh abused the fuck out of them and no that was not harmony um oh uh what oh sorry it's just a white claw i I know i know i know i know Uh, i know i know um, the sentencing, uh, yeah, the senten- sentencing judge also heard from Knight and family members of Barry and De Jesus. Uh, Knight told Castro, uh, "You took eleven years of my life away. I spent eleven years in hell. Now your hell is just beginning. I will overcome all that has happened, but you will face hell for eternity. I will live on. You will die a little every day as you think of the eleven years of atrocities that you inflicted on us. I can forgive you, but I will never forgive." You like, tell him, girl. So NBC affiliate, uh, their network, uh, reported that Castro recalled each of these, each of the three abductions in great, great date, Lord, great detail, um, great detail, great detail during his interrogation, and indicated that they were unplanned crimes of opportunity. Uh, according to the news source, uh, Castro did not have an exit plan and believed that he would eventually be caught. He referred to himself as cold-blooded and a sex addict. Police found a suicide note in his home in which he discussed the abductions and wrote about uh, wrote that his money and possessions should be given to the women that he had kidnapped if he were ever caught. So he had it in his mind that he was like, well, if I get caught, like, I'm, I realize that the things that I've done are wrong. And, like, no matter what happens, like... Nobody's going to see it my no, way. Nobody's going to see it my way. Exactly. Um, like, so, and, like, I think that he, after he did... Well, I would say after the first one, but he did it two more times. Yeah. But I think after he realized it, it's like, I've had these women for an extended period of time. Like, he was like, there's no exit plan. there, And there is no exit plan from there. Like, you can't just let these what women go. You, ha- you can't just let these women go. You can't kill these women. Like, I mean, you have nothing. And technically speaking, if you look back at this, he probably could have killed them and gotten away with it. Probably. And, like, and it, that's not a good thing. I'm just saying he could have because these women, the police... The Cleveland police failed these women because he ba- they basically said all three of them just ran away. So yep. if he had killed them and just buried their bodies and, like, in his backyard, no one would have ever fucking known. Mm-hmm. No, no one. Like, because there was no suspicions of him for 11 years. Like, that's disgusting to me. Um, yeah. So Knight, Barry, and De Jesus released a video statement on July 9th of 2013 thanking the public for their support. An attorney for Barry and De Jesus said that the women still have the strong desire for privacy and did not wish to speak to the media about their, their ordeal. 
The Cleveland Courage Fund is a bank account set up to help women in their transition into ind- help the women uh, in their transition into independent life, which had collected approximately 1.5. I'm sorry, 1.05 million at the time of the video's release. Before Barry's disappearance, her grandfather had promised. This is really not that important, but I thought it was something I'd include. Um, promised to give her a classic Chevrolet Monte Carlo built in the year when she was born. He kept the car after her kidnapping in case that she was ever found alive. He still had it when she was released, although it was in need of restoration from having been unused. Several automotive shops offered to perform the restoration for free, which I thought was cute. Um, Knight discussed some of her ordeals in an interview with People Magazine one year after her release, as well as her life leading up to her abduction. Since her rescue, she has legally changed her name. Uh, it has a name, but I don't want to say it. Uh, and began to get began to get several tattoos as her way of coping with the healing process. Uh, she also revealed that her son was adopted by her foster parents while she was in captivity. Uh, I'm sorry, by his foster parents while she was in captivity, and that she wanted to see him but does not want to bring him into this ordeal, uh, which she had uh, that which she had to deal with, um, and plan to see him after he becomes an adult. So basically, she now has to wait for her son to grow up to see him. That's and tell him what happened. Like to her. when I read that, like a tears welled up in my eyes, and it's happening again. Like it's so sad that like she was twenty one when she got taken, uh, and I don't know how old her child was, but I can only imagine that he was a tiny toddler, um, mm. and he got uh, adopted, and then she was abducted for eleven years, or uh, she was abducted for eleven years. He got adopted, and now she has to wait until he's an adult to be like, "Hello, I'm your mother. I had to go through this. I love you." Like. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't go. Not go to your custody battle because I could. Because I didn't want to. I didn't go because I couldn't. Like I got stolen. That's just that. that I think that was the saddest part of this entire. Besides the fact that they were fucking abduct, abducted for ten years. Yeah. Uh, but also, this was the Big saddest. Button. The the saddest part of the saddest part, if that makes sense. Um, she also planned to open a restaurant and dreamed of getting married, uh, which she did in 2016. Uh, and hopes to adopt children as her years of abuse and torture have made it unlikely for her to ever have uh, ever give birth again. Uh, she also planned to reunite with Barry and De Jesus in the future, but began focusing on getting her own life back on track. Uh, Barry and De Jesus received honorary diplomas from John Marshall High School in 2017 because they were both 17 and 14 when they were abducted. Uh, in an interview with the TV station, uh, De Jesus says that she is currently volunteering for the Amber Alert community. Remember, De Jesus was the one whose father was like, Amber Alert needs to fucking change. Um, so she, so she's now volunteering for Amber Alert, uh, offering to comfort families of adopt of, of adopted abducted children. Lord, um, she remains in touch with Barry and her family. Uh, in 2014, what is happening to me? Do I, You're I just, having a stroke. Yeah, I just can't get numbers. Uh, in February of 2017, Barry joined the staff of the um, news network in Cleveland where she hosts short recurring segments in which she reports missing persons cases. She does this to help families reunite with missing family members. In April of 2019, Barry reunited with Charles Ramsey six years after her rescue and an interview, um, you know, at an interview that was broadcast on her TV channel. I don't know who Charles Ramsey is. Did I mention that name? Charles. It's the man that uh, rescued her. Oh, yeah, you're right. Lord, I only mentioned his name once. My bad. <laughs> yeah, for that ten was seconds there, I was about to be like Charles Ramsey. Yeah, uh, uh, John Benny Ramsey's John, brother. Brother, some, someone who related to him. Yeah, I didn't get that. Uh, I'm glad you you listened to my story better than I researched it. Uh, 
because I said his name one time. That's awesome. Anyways, uh, I was like, very intent up here. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so as part of the bargain, uh, the plea bargain, the house where Castro had lived uh, and held the women captive was demolished on August 7th of 2013. Uh, Knight was present and handed out yellow balloons to spectators, which she said represented missing children. The balloons were released before De Jesus's aunt began the demolition with a swing of a crane. Uh, the house had been completely... I love that her aunt was like, fuck this house. Fuck this house. Uh, the house also was completely blurred out uh, on the street view of Google Maps. Because uh, remember, that was like back... 2013 was around the time that like Google was... Driving, Everyone's house was on there. I was driving like, let me around. go look at my house. Wee, look at that. Google Earth. Um, so Gat, Castro was actually found hanging from a bed sheet in his detention cell in the Correctional Reception Center in Orient, Ohio, uh, on the evening of September 3rd of 2013, one month into his life sentence. One month. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. You kept women... Uh, three captive. women captive for eight to 11 years, mm-hmm. but you can't stand a month in, in jail. Oh yeah. One month in jail and he killed himself. Um, at the, uh, he was 53 at the time of his death. Uh, prison staff performed CPR on him before he was taken to the Ohio state university, uh, Wexner medical center in Columbus, which Columbus apparently has a good like medical center, almost like Houston. Uh, Columbus, Nashville, and Houston have, like, really good medical centers. From what I, I mean, understand. that's the only thing for the Midwest. Seriously. <laughs> um, you live in Wyoming. You're nothing. going to Ohio. Yeah, you're getting light flooded. <laughs> you probably go to Canada. Before you could probably get, Yeah, you could probably get there faster. Um, yeah, so the following day, the Franklin County coroner um, announced that a preliminary autopsy had, been, had found the cause of Castro's death was suicide by hanging. And I was like, yep. No. <laughs> no way so Nail in my mind i was just like you guys paid for someone to determine that i mean they get paid their normal wage they're paid by the city yeah it's a salary and i think that they have to do a core coronation lol uh coroner's report <laughs> coroner's report um regardless but um i could have told you that i could have told you that too i'm not a medical professional yeah me neither but, but. in october uh, i'm sorry on october 10th of 2013 um, the Ohio Department of Rehabilitation and Correction released a report which suggested that Castro may have died accidentally from autoerotic asphyxiation instead of suicide. Um, I'm okay with either. The coroner, yeah. The coroner was like, no, I'm still saying this is suicide. Um, the report also said that the two prison guards uh, had falsified logs documenting their observation of Castro hours before he was found dead. Castro was not on suicide watch at the time of his death, but he had been subjected to routine checks every 30 minutes due to his notoriety. Um, which I was like, why wasn't there these checks for Dahmer? Like, why weren't these checks? Like, because he got murdered in prison, remember? Um, I don't know. I mean, well, Jeffrey Dahmer was in jail in the early 90s. Yeah. This is the 2000s. You're right. This like, is two, yeah, 2010s. 2013. Yeah. People are looking to kill gre- egregious murderers. Yeah. Maybe we should Maybe watch we should them. Maybe we should watch this. Let's see what happens. Um... A consultant's report was released on December 3rd and officially concluded that all the available evidence pointed to suicide, including a shrine-like arrangement of family pictures and a Bible in Castro's cell, an increasing tone of frustration in his prison journal, and the reality... I don't know why that made me laugh. Uh, and the reality of spending the rest of his life in prison while subject to constant harassment. The Ohio State Hawaii... Whoa, Hawaii. Ohio State Highway Patrol 
also reviewed the case and reached the same conclusion. So basically, the, there was the idea that he might have been jacking up in the cell while hanging himself, choking himself. Um, what? That's what autoerotic asphyxiation is, right? Yeah. Is that, okay. Just checking. Who was looking at you weird? <laughs> he he like him like a head turn just because I was so blunt about it. <laughs> um, this is our spoofy podcast. We talk about very morbid things. Jacking off while hanging yourself. Why am I laughing? It's not Hang funny. yourself by your ankles, jacking off. Jacking off. Oh no. Uh, so yeah, he they they were like, yeah, he definitely killed himself, which makes sense because. He already had a suicide note ready in case he was about to be caught. He was planning on killing himself anyways. So I also feel like he would have been like, somebody's probably going to murder me. Don't blame it on them. Yeah, don't. I'm trash. The The entire, well, also, he blamed everything on the victim, remember? He spent 20 yeah. minutes, 20 minutes in court saying, you should have caught me, which it didn't. The... You should have caught me. I've been masturbating since I was 12. <laughs> That reminded me a lot of the BTK killers. And we haven't talked about them yet, which, coming up. <laughs> um, because the BTK said what the same that, thing. What is that, a prequel? A pre- prequel. Prequel, pre- prequel shout out. Uh, because BTK was like, you guys should have caught me. Why didn't you catch me? Like, Or the whiny, the sh- sh- throwback to the whiny voice killer. Weepy, feels, weepy, weepy voice weepy killer. Voice, there you go. Uh, that he was like, why can't you catch me? What, Please what's happening? catch yeah. me. I'm murdering I'm people. Upset. Yeah. That that's that's what that also reminded me of as well. So it's like, well, you can't you can't say that. You can't just be like, why didn't you catch me? Whose fault was that? It's literally their job, yes, but also maybe not you your be job that. to be murdering people. Yeah, he didn't murder anyone. Well, he still kidnapped them. Yeah, kidnapped them for also, umpteen years. I love that. Whenever I Google this, the Google search is. Uh, craziest murders in every state and it gives the, this list is most notorious and it even says 50 most notorious murders and some of this these that I this is a kidnapping this is a kidnapping there's no murders <laughs> yeah I mean he could have murdered that one girl who they didn't find that's true we don't know but he never admitted to anything else but I guess it what's happening I'm just realizing nothing Stuff. Okay, uh, we've done that too much. Uh, yeah, so that was that. That was that. That was the Ariel Castro. That was the worst, worst uh, crime in Ohio's history so far. And if you're, if you live in Ohio, <gasps> oh, oh, there's a pizza man here. Oh, if you're in Ohio, uh, there's Ohio, a man in a mask. Stop. But everyone wears a mask nowadays. <laughs> ah! Let this bitch up. Already playing. Okay. Um, I don't remember what I was yelling about. Something. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyways, so we are getting to uh, Spoopy Month, obviously, as I mentioned before this started. And also, within Spoopy Month will also be our 75th episode. Dude. Coincidence. Anniversary. No. What? 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 Anniversary. <laughs> period. <laughs> what did you say before I said that? I just, I said we're getting to our 75th episode. I don't remember what I was thinking. <laughs> but it had something to do with Disney. Anniversary in Disney? Yeah. It went nowhere. Well, here what we are. What did you say before that? Uh, a spooky month? Halloween? Nope. Nope. None Not of ringing that. any bells. None of that. Anyways. Okay. Um, yeah. So we're doing a whole lot. Yeah. And we're we also doing it. a whole lot more. Yeah. And we got some special stuff in store for Lots you. So stuff. stay tuned. Hunty. Hunty darling. Yes. Uh, that'll be coming out next week. And we'll have uh, plenty of... Plenty of things to talk about 
um, and get really excited about it because we are celebrating love because we are going into Halloween. Woo! Our favorite holiday. This is season uh, of season of. Oh, I, I meant like not season of love. I meant like love. Season like, you know, like L U V like love. That's mathematics love. You know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I I don't know why I said that. I really don't. Just leave it to me to be um, awkward. Let me tell you about something that I love, though. What, what, what? Uh, Economy Works. Oh, okay. Uh, of course, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Economy Works, mm-hmm. a freelance talent network that connects professionals with project work. If you're a company that needs help with writing job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, managing your social media platforms, Economy Works has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. Economy Works. When we work, the yeah, Economy Works! works! Find out more at economyworks.com. That's E-C-O-N-O-M-I-W-O-R-K-S.com. Economy Works. Yum! <laughs> Stupid. That's our show. That is our show. That's an RSVP podcast. You should always uh, follow us at RSVP podcast at rspoopodcast.com. RSVP podcast on uh, Instagram. RSVP on Twitter and RSVP on Facebook. You want to shoot us an email? Uh, send us an email. And also send us an email if you have any ideas about big cases that you want to hear about. Not big cases. Big cases. Uh, I have a list of things, but I'm, I don't think we're going to tell them. I want to I surprise them. Um, uh, if you have anything that you think you want to hear about, let a bitch know, because we would like to know. Let a bitch know. Let a bitch know. know. Um, and I love that. Uh, also, I want to shout out to our sister podcast. Let's talk, talk about, about gay stuff! Because they are educating all of the yous about all the gay stuff that we need to hear about. Yesterday's gay history, today. Yes, that's Let's Talk About Gay Stuff at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff.com. Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on Facebook and Instagram and Talk Gay Stuff on Twitter. You want to drop them a line? That's Let's Talk About Gay Stuff at Gmail.com. I even said send them an email to, to yeah. ours and you said I drop like them a line. Switching it up a little bit. But you hate that. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> you say it though. It doesn't matter. Uh, also, you should always make sure that you, if you want to hear you more. You like drag? Yeah, I was going to say, if you want to hear more of us witch cackling and saying stupid shit. Uh, listen to you want to hear the podcast. stupidest that we can get? Yeah. <laughs> Check out our Rupee Podcast. Stupider, yeah. That's our Rupee Podcast at ourrupeepodcast.com. Our Rupee Podcast on... Do you have any social media? Yeah. yeah. Facebook. Okay. Instagram. There's none on Twitter yet. Okay. But you can drop them an email at ourrupeepodcast at There you go. Uh, so Rupee Podcast is even better because it's really not even better. I mean, it, it, it's great. Uh, it's, it's even stupider. That's yes. what I was going for. Us Be- and our true element of being stupid. Yes, because we have to actually like research things for Spoopy Podcasts. And, like, our Ruby podcast is purely opinions. Yeah. The, the Spoopy Podcast is facts. This is opinions. Yes. Ruby Podcast is opinions. So if you want to hear us just witch cackle and do stupid shit, that's it. Uh, also, when we um, get more comfortable with the, the whole pandemic going on and whatever's happening – we should hopefully have actual drag queens on there that at some point will tell us uh, when we're wrong. <laughs> Are we wrong? No. Yes. No. no. My vote is for no. 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 Okay. Um, yeah. And we just started doing Drag Race Holland, which has been entertaining so far. So hey, you should... Patty Pan Yeah. You can't say that. That's my favorite name. Oh. Mm. Anyways, uh, you guys, I uh, hope you enjoyed this podcast. It's a, this is a watch or a memorable. This is a long podcast. We should probably tell them to get spoopy, spoopy with it. it?